Early in the morning, <laughs> rising to the street. Light me up that cigarette and I'll strap shoes on my feet. Got to find a reason, reason things went wrong. Got to find a reason why my money's all gone. I got a Dalmatian, I can still get high. I can play the guitar like a motherfucking riot. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks yeah, for opening yeah. up the show that way. I love it, man. Good. It's always weird not to have music started on the show, but we've been doing so many shows that some shows we don't do the music. We yeah. don't do the, the singing, not the music, yeah, but the right. singing. But um, but I, I do love it when someone takes a risk and just breaks the ice and yeah, why not? just gets the ball rolling. Right? Yeah. So welcome to the show, man. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for taking the drive on such a rainy, thunderous... Was there a lot of thunder going down? Dude, like, since like 5 a.m., we woke up to a thunder hailstorm this morning. It was so cool. I thought my house was going to fall apart. We walked in here. It seemed okay. It wasn't even overcast And here. then it was sunny at yeah. like 8 a.m., 9 a.m. I was taking my daughter to school. It was beautiful. I was like, sweet. This is going to be such a great day. I'm going to listen to some Sublime on the way over, get in the mood. And then like as soon as I left, got hit with another thunderstorm. And it's like the whole way, three hours of it. You almost want to listen to, uh, who is it, Thunder by... Uh Thunderstruck by ACDC. Yeah, or Thunderstruck. I should have. Yeah, maybe I'll do that song next. Thanks time. so much for the tea, man, and I, and I love what it says on the back there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's my radio slogan. That's what they say on the radio four times a day. Helping Bruce County get laid one brick at a time. That's man. it. I'm gonna proudly wear that. I, I really love it. Appreciate it. Thank you so yeah, much, no man. Uh, let me do a quick shout out. I'm wearing the BCCSA hoodie that they gave me. Uh, the safety show that we did from out west there. Um, and I, I just noticed that it's uh, a Roots one. So it's always nice to have a couple of beavers around my ears. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. <laughs> Roots is a great company. So I thank you for the hoodie there. Unleash your voice on the Construction Life podcast community. Are you passionate about the world of construction, trades, and all things building related? The Construction Life Podcast wants to hear from you. Leave us a review, share your thoughts, insights, and experiences on your favorite podcast channel. Your review fuels our mission to create engaging and informative content for the construction community. Your feedback is the mortar that holds our podcast together. Share your thoughts, rate us, and let the construction community know why the Construction Life is your go-to podcast. Visit our website and check out the nearly 500 tradespeople and construction professionals listed on the site. Connect with all of them. Check us out at www.theconstructionlife.com for additional content, behind-the-scenes exclusives, and valuable resources. Dive deeper into the construction world with articles, guest profiles, and more. Follow us on Instagram at TCL underscore The Construction Life. Follow us on TikTok under the same handle and tweet us at TCL Construction. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, check out our link tree, and find exclusive discounts for listeners. Link is in the IG bio. Join the conversation on Facebook, the Construction Life community. And then uh, let me share your deeds here. So we got Eric Burke here from Burks Brick Work, www.bricksbrickwork.com. And the phone number to reach him is 289-200-8290. And then your email is bricks, or sorry, burksbrickwork at gmail.com. Yep. And then you can find them on IG under uh, Burks underscore brick underscore work. And then you find them the same name under on, on Facebook there. You got it. Um, where do you want to begin, man? Why you, why you, I always ask the Masons, why you guys choose masonry? So this is... It's not an easy one. I man. love this story. And like, do you want me to start from like the very beginning? Please, man. Okay. Please. Masonry found me. How does that happen? Masonry Someone showed, threw a brick at you? Like, no, I don't understand. Probably pretty practically. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. But masonry found me through um, another uh, venture. Um, what happened was basically I was working. I went to college for something else. I was working in the field and... I was starting to go through the motions of trying to work my way up and it just 
wasn't going to happen. There's so many hoops to jump through. Um, I was trying to be a police officer, basically. Okay. And like I was like 20. So how many years or months did you do at school at college? Well, I did two years at college. Okay. And then like basically when you're in college, they tell you, and I'm not knocking this at all. Like I have lots of friends that are cops and yeah. it's a great job. Maybe. But they basically tell you, you need to do more things than what you're doing currently. And I'm like, oh, that's great. So then why did you have me sign up for this? Right. So then I knew I wasn't university bound because I'm not, I'm not built that way. I probably okay. could if I really tried, yeah. but I'd have to sacrifice so many other things in my life. I'd have to be like all university. And then you have to do all your volunteering and all this, this and that. And I was like, you know what? I'm not a prime candidate. And for me to do this, I was like 25 at the time for me to do this. There's so many hoops I have to jump through and I don't want to be, you know, a 30 year old or 28 year old rookie cop sort of thing. I was like, I kind of want to just move on with my life. So I was going through the motions of that. And so I was working in security. And when I was working in security, I met a guy um, who was training kickboxing at a gym. Okay. And I had reached out, just talking to him. I was like, you know what? It's kind of something I've always wanted to do. I want to get in better shape. I want to learn how to do this. Like I was going to a gym always lifting weights, but I wanted to know how to use them, use my muscles, right? I wanted to know how to protect myself basically. Yep. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to try out some boxing, try out some kickboxing. And I got into it and I actually joined um, a gym in Pickering. Um, we were training Muay Thai and I loved it. It was great. Um, Discipline, man. Yeah. yeah. So I was there practically five, six, seven days a week, most weeks. And I was going all the time. And one of the trainers there was a bricklayer. Okay. Actually, he was an apprentice bricklayer. Okay. And his boss said something, or used, was my boss eventually, but said something to him to the effect of, I want you to get on the wall. But he was such a good laborer that he was like, you got to train the new laborer. You want to get on the wall? You find someone, you train them. And then when the laborer... But you're just in training yourself. Yeah. And they wanted you to train. No, no, they wanted, they wanted him, in order for him to earn his apprenticeship, okay. they wanted me to replace him as a laborer. Yeah. So they said, you make him as good as you, so we don't lose a step on, and then on the labor side, and then you can jump on and okay. be an apprentice. So I, I took the job immediately, and um, he came to me in the gym, and he said, you know, I don't really know you all that well, but I see you here every day. You work hard, and I got a job for you if you want. It sucks. And it's heavy lifting and it's cold or it's hot or you're high up or, you know, the guys are yelling for something. So he's like, it's 20 bucks an hour. Um, How far can, back are we talking? Uh, 2012. Okay. 2012. So a little more than a decade. Yeah, a little more than a decade ago. Okay. So uh, he goes, if you want the job, it's 20 bucks an hour. You can start tomorrow. So um, I... And he's being honest. Yeah. He was being very honest yeah. about what, what to expect. Yep. He's okay. like, he's like, the guys are going to holler at you. It's not easy. Um, some days we go home early a little bit because of the weather. Some days, you know, we work till five or six to finish a wall, whatever. It's construction. And I had no construction background aside from, you know, helping my grandpa out here and there when I was a kid or construction in school. You didn't so. know anything. Never been on, were like you on I, job sites? You probably, no? No, not as an adult. Like okay. not as an employee or anything. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I know how to swing a hammer and, and, and frame out a, a small wall or something, right, that I did in high school, but I've never worked in construction before. Yeah. So they called me construction dumb when I started. <laughs> so <laughs> they were like... There's still lots of people in the construction industry are still construction dumb. That's man. my running joke now. Every time I talk to them, I'm like, yeah, I'm not construction dumb anymore, boys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so I, I gave my two weeks notice in security, and then I started as a laborer um, doing residential houses in Pickering. Were you making less money? No, I was making almost double. Because I was doing, I was making eleven and a quarter in security. security. Yeah, and then he was like twenty bucks an hour. I was like sold. 
God, I'm start tomorrow pretty much. Were you just being drained when you were doing security? Security sucks. It was, you know, shift Mindless, right? Mindless, sitting there at a desk going, okay, this person checked in, this person checked out, nothing to report, nothing to report, 12 hours a day, work weekends, nights, holidays, it sucks. Wasting away. Yeah. 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 Not to knock the the security people out there. It's necessary. Of course. It wasn't for me. I didn't want to do that. I mean, you can... Just like university, just a school. It's not for everybody. Right, exactly. Yeah, okay. So then you started on the... Well, you started. Yeah, so I started. What was the first day? My first day... um, It's like the first step. When you stepped on the job site, what was the first thing? So they said, my buddy Matt, he was the guy that was uh, jumping on the wall. He said, okay, your first day, you know nothing. Just... Spread mortar and brick. Don't worry about anything else. Just give the masons the brick and just give them mortar. Don't worry about... You don't know anything else. Did you have a chance to like take a break or were you constantly just grabbing brick, grabbing mortar? So I gave... There was one guy around the back of a house. Okay. There was like one brick layer there and he was was new there too. He'd only been with that company for like a couple weeks and... So I gave him a pile of brick, I don't know, 12, 15 brick, whatever, and a couple of shovels of mud. And I had no concept of how long that was going to last him. Does it, is that a day's, <laughs> is that a day's amount of brick or is that three minutes of brick, right? Yeah. So I gave him that and then yeah. I'm, you know, walking around looking at other stuff yeah. and he's hollering for brick. I'm like, oh fuck, like I didn't know. <laughs> okay, so it's fast. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I used it and I gave him again, gave him again. And then there was one guy, Rod, I'll never forget this. He ended up apologizing to me years later, but he just started screaming at me. He goes, are you guarding the brick or are you spreading the brick? Like you're not security anymore. <laughs> In Mason. The brick. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I was just kind of like stand there. I was like, oh, he's got brick. Like, what else do I do? So okay. yeah, that's what happened. And that's what started it. That's what started. When did you love it? When did you discover the love for it? Well into my apprenticeship. Really? Yeah. Even though yeah. it was hard. It was even hard. though that it was like it hit all the markers that he was telling you at yeah. the gym. Yeah. He was like, listen, it's gonna be cold, it's gonna be uncomfortable, it's gonna be crappy, yeah, yeah. it's gonna be hard work. Even though all that stuff. But I've learned. As you get older, you, you get to know yourself better too, right? And I've learned that I like hard things. Okay. Dif- I like a, a, a doable challenge, Okay. right? Something that, okay, this is difficult. I'm going to do it. And when I finish it, I climb the top of the mountain. You can raise your hands and be like, hell yeah, I did that, right? It's like fighting. Same thing. It sucks when you're in it. Yeah. You might love it, but yeah. getting punched in the face sucks. What you learn. You, but you learn to love it. You learn, yeah. How was the feeling when you finished the first house you were working on? I guess when you finish the first house as a laborer first, and yeah. then how did you, how did it feel when you finished it as a mason? To me, at that point, when I was a laborer, it was just a job. Okay, I was just going to do this until I was still working on my policing career at the time. I was still volunteering. So you weren't aspiring to no. thinking I'm going to be on the wall, no. be a mason. I just took it as almost a backup because I was like, okay, it pays double, arguably double what I'm earning now. It's just Monday to Friday, eight to five, seven to five sort of thing. Yeah. The hours are better. I can actually have a, a livable life. I can keep up financially making 20 bucks an hour. was a lot better than 11. And I was like, you know what? I can still work at the police thing while I'm doing this. So I still did that for another probably four or five years until I got to a point And I was like, I think I was 26 when I started my apprenticeship. Okay. And I was like, you know what? I said, Fuck it. I'll be a bricklayer. Can I swear on here? Am of course you can. Swear? Okay, good. Of course you can. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I looked at my, I think it was my girlfriend at that point still. We, she wasn't my wife then. And I said, fuck it. I'll just be a bricklayer. Fine. Whatever. And then I, um, from there I went to the union. I made a, a leap. I took, I went to the union as an apprentice. As an apprentice. No experience. So you started your hours as an apprentice on the union? Yeah. Okay. Zero hours. How did they treat you there? It wasn't great. They treated me fine. Like they, it was a lot more respectful than the. So place. what wasn't great? What was the part? If I, it's like hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Yeah. So if I, I, I called the union hall in Toronto, local two. I called them 
45 times a day at 5.59 in the morning to 6, 6.01 until they finally gave me a job. But they sent me to a, a job as an apprentice with zero experience. But if I had known that that wasn't really the right way to do it, if I should have gone to the company and, and started, they probably would have started me as a laborer to get some hours. So you would call time. and you would ask what? Can I have a job? And they would reply how? Maybe. Maybe one day. Let me, I'll call you back. Maybe. I'll call you back Maybe in two weeks. Yeah. What happened to the whole we're short and we need people? They make you want it. They must. It's either, it, I don't know, but everyone I've told that knows the people at the union hall are like, oh yeah, he's just playing tricks on you. Because I would call at, like, they would, they would get there at 6 in the morning. I would start calling at like 5.55 because I know they're there, right? And they'd pick up the phone. I'm like, hey, it's Eric. I'm just looking for a job. And they go, okay, I'll get him to call you. Or he's not here yet. Call you. Ba call back, you know, at 6. And then I'd hang up the phone. I'd redial again. And I'd be like, hey, is he there? Nope. I'd redial again. I'm not kidding you. I took a day off work one time to do it. Just to call. Just to call. Because I was like, I wanted out of the job I had as a laborer. Because I was also laboring with my boss's two sons. So like, no pun intended, but I saw the writing on the wall. I'm like, I'm not getting, I'm third in line and we're all the same age. You know where you're headed and yeah. where they're headed. So I was like, you know what? If I want an apprenticeship, I'm going to go the union route just because I know that I'll be protected because I'm going here knowing nobody, right? When I started my laboring job with a company in Pickering, I at least have my buddy at the gym to kind of not stand up for me, but to kind of ask questions, fall back on. Yeah. Right? If I was going to an apprenticeship, I didn't want to go to a non-union company because I wanted to be able to have the union to fall back on if something went you know, up. Did you ever confront the union people about why you guys do this shit? Oh, I like, went to one meeting over my two years there. Okay. Um, I went to school the one time and then I moved away. So uh, I left anyways. So how many years did you get on the union sites? For? Two years. Two Sh years. Just shy of two years, like a year and 11 months. So you didn't finish your whole hours there then? No, I didn't. So where did you complete your hours? Um, with a company up in Port Elgin where I am now. Okay. I bounced around a little bit. So what happened was it was winter. Did they uh, like appreciate that you were coming from the union? Not really. They didn't really have much of a comment okay. towards it. I'm just curious. Yeah. Right. yeah, it was a small company. One guy with a couple. They cared more that you were interested in doing the job. Big time. Big time. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that was okay. And then you get started there. Mm -hmm. You complete. The, how long were you there for? I think four years. Four I finished, years. I finished my apprenticeship and then I did another couple I wrote my Red Seal test, I think, before COVID. So probably 2018, maybe. It's brand new, basically. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How does it feel now? Awesome. Yeah? I wouldn't change it for the world. No regrets? Nothing. This is the trade? This is it. Okay. Love it? Love it. Love everything about it now. Now that I know it. Now that I don't work for people who are screaming and hollering all the time. Now that I... Are you doing the screaming and the hollering now? No. 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 You don't see the value in it? What's, exactly. Yeah. It gets me mad. In my head, I scream and yell. You know, I, I've quit my Inside. job. Exactly. <laughs> I've quit my job a thousand times in my head. If something goes wrong, go outside. Okay, Keep it inside. Me, me, I need a, I need a Don't let them see you doing That's it. That's exactly it. Yeah. Keep your composure, right? Just like an athlete. Yeah. You have good composure. High-tech concrete cutting is a leading provider for all concrete scanning, x-ray, cutting, and coring throughout Ontario. They pride themselves in providing highest quality service in a safe manner, on time, and on budget. With the background, knowledge, and support of more than 30 years' experience from the owner Dan St. Ange, there is no job that they cannot quote or complete. Their fleet is equipped with top-of-the-line trucks and equipment, which eliminates any uncertainty for downtime and allows our highly skilled crews to complete your project without delays. Choose high-tech concrete cutting for your next project and see the difference when dealing with the industry leaders.
Find them at www.hightechcutting.ca and on Instagram at High Tech Concrete Cutting. And then when did you start Burks? I just, this is just uh, my third year. Okay. Yep. Come a little closer. Sorry, yeah. guys. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, it's just my third year that I'm going into my own now. And how does that feel? Awesome. It's the best, yeah. best decision I ever no made. No regrets at all no, on that? I wouldn't change now it. Now you're calling all the shots. 100%. So how do you look at the laborers when they come towards you and they're asking for work? So I treat them a little bit more nurturing, more of a, because I want them to not just sling brick and mud all day. You know, I want you to learn. You know, if you if your scaffold's loaded, if there's really genuinely nothing for you to do, if all the tools are put away, clean, whatever, go grab a chalk line. We'll chalk some lines. Make some marks on the wall. Grab a level. Go make some level marks somewhere. Get to learn the tools. Everything, right? Because you you know that the majority of people that get into this specific trade, yeah, if they're abused too much, they're just gonna leave. They leave, man. Yeah, they just leave, and they leave for good. And I don't hire someone. With the intention of having them leaving. No. Right? Like I am you hiring build someone. Them up. Right, exactly. Yeah. I'm hiring you because I want you to be here because I want you to gain more skills and become a better employee. And then eventually you have a travel in your hand. And hopefully they don't leave and, <laughs> and they keep well, working. They, and they wouldn't. They shouldn't. Yeah. There shouldn't be a reason to leave mm -hmm. at that point, right? Yeah. Like when I got a job with my last employer, when I moved up to Port Elgin, after my first day, I turned to my girlfriend and I said, you know what? He'll be my last employer for one of two reasons, either I just stay here the rest of my life because it was that good, or I move on to my own thing. That was that pretty much would have been the only reason to leave. Yeah. Like, I never would have left. It was a great time. And now you're primarily focusing on what? Residential? You're focusing, no. Residential. I've done a little bit of industrial, but we're up where I am, there's not a whole lot of it. No. I'd have to drive probably at least, bare minimum, half hour to 45 minutes to get any um, industrial, probably. But uh, since we're in a small town, but yeah, mostly residential. A lot of historic restoration. I was just going to say, so a lot homes. of restoration stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. So you're dealing with uh, sourcing out older bricks or yeah, or even reclaiming bricks. I haven't actually reclaimed any myself. I okay. haven't come across that opportunity, really. It's tough sometimes, right? Yeah. 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 But there's um, a couple of dealers in my area that carry reclaimed bricks. And they look pretty good? Yeah, they're cleaned up. Like, you get a skid of them, and they're, like, brand new, basically. They're from other projects, I guess, that they just tear downs, and they just kept them? Yeah, so I think they buy off Keyswitter Demolition. Oh, really? Yeah. Because yeah. I think they're kind of not quite in our area, area, but they, um, you know, in southeastern Ontario, they'll buy a farmhouse with 100 acres. Yeah, it's nice that they're looking at the possibility of recycling that. They take everything out. They yeah. take the pipes, and they'll make copper coat racks out of, like, old copper pipes. They'll take wire, an old light bulb, a hundred year old light bulb. What's the name of the company again? Keyswitter Demolition. So they really like that's a that's a nice niche, think, man. I love that. That's yeah. great. Yeah, like I don't mean to speak for them. I, I've never no, interacted no, no, with any of them. They, sell, they see the value in yeah. it in, in well, that community. Smart. Yeah. You buy, I don't know, let's say you buy an old farmhouse on hundred acres for a million bucks. You can probably make a couple hundred thousand just on the raw materials. Barn beams, people are paying big money for like a forty what piece of barn beam it's true yeah it's 100 percent true there yeah. right so there's value there yeah. but i like that they're not just throwing it out landfill right. gone well that's garbage. why you're paying four bucks a brick yeah right. how's the new stuff new brick. brick i don't do a lot of bricks to be honest with you what are you doing a lot of stonework really up, up in our area yeah local you're, you're yeah really yeah okay a lot of stones what do you like shoulder stone what's that look like i'm trying so there it's a designer stone yeah. Um, they have several different products. They carry brick too, but it's not clay brick. It's like concrete brick. Um, their most popular is the estate stone. It's like a three size, a 12, eight and a four. 
and it's it looks pretty good. They're it modular. It's really yeah. yeah. A lot of the houses on my Instagram is all Shouldays products. They're and they're produced here. No, no, they're in um, Hepworth, Where's which that? is a little bit farther north of me. They're right on the Bruce Peninsula. Okay, almost at the base of it, but still local. Local to me, yeah. Yeah, twenty minute drive. Yeah. You ever get a chance to go to the factory and check yeah. it out? I haven't been inside where they. Um, actually manufacture but they make block too like I, I always wiggle my way in i always try to get invited i probably be- could because yeah. it's just i think it it adds to your trade man i totally mm. think that that experience adds to understanding what the end game is yeah you know what i mean yeah so it's it, it's important i think any anybody that gets into trades like if you're a trade or whatever mason plumber mm. whatever mm-hmm. make it a point of reaching out to certain companies and going listen i'd like to Get a tour, mm-hmm. do a product knowledge kind of thing or yeah. something like that, yeah. and you'll get some more insight into what why they do shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's worth it. So you've been focusing mostly this winter. It's been a, it's been a pretty mild winter. It's been a mild winter. It's so funny the, the irony in it. Like last two winters, I pounded through the whole winter. Tarps heat, it sucked hard. It sucked, but like the demand was there. Now since the are you still here in the tarp? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I wake up in the middle of the night sometime with nightmares, listening to the tarps. Cold sweats and you're in the yeah, tarp. It's like the real. window open, or we're like you start visualizing that the drapes are made out of tarp. Yeah, yeah. You can hear like, the heaters going. The sound heaters and that hum, right? That mm-hmm. sound. I know, but yeah. it's such a critical thing, right? Yeah. But this winter we slowed right down. Um, I think, like everyone else would say, the interest rates really slowed construction it's a different year this year man. residential construction slowed right down it's a different year and i think yeah. anybody who didn't prepare for it is kind of feeling a bit of a pinch man yeah it's just how it is yeah what are you planning for this year whatever we get i got a new builder on the hook that's getting me to do some houses i got a couple private ones and a stone lot of, or brick um stone stone eh? yeah and a lot of a lot of restoration, a lot of chimneys. Chimneys always need to be rebuilt because they don't chimneys. I guess in our harsh winters, man, especially up by you in that area. Well, there. they're harsh. Yeah, for a lot of reasons, like they're ex- totally exposed to sun. All the weather. They're probably built the height of it, so it's not that protection of neighbors or something like that. Exactly. So that yeah. they're a hundred percent exposed, yeah. right? Yeah. There's that. I mean, winters are cold, and the chimneys are hot on the inside, so you get the freeze and thaw. Like I read somewhere that there's over 200 freeze and thaw periods in Ontario annually now if you do the math on that we don't have 200 days of winter so that's you know in the morning freeze thaw it might get hot out freeze thaw in the afternoon and then it gets cold at night that's three in one day that's a lot of expansion for all materials right yeah sometimes you hear your house cracking like i have a my house it's two stories and we the backyard is south facing okay and it's so hot in my house it's like 85 degrees with um the sun coming in and my heat doesn't even go on and I can hear my house just popping. Just yeah, just because huge. it's expanding. That's yeah. all it is. That's right? not good for your house. No, but you can't do anything about it. No, but it's happening, right? And you're wondering, well, either the wood or whatever is drying out and mm-hmm. it, things are moving, and mm-hmm. it's a, you got to just be it. You got to keep an eye on it. Exactly. That's all it is. Those old houses were designed that way mm-hmm. for a reason. Yeah, and I'm finding that with my chimneys. That's actually how I started my own business was doing chimneys on the weekends, and I'm finding that probably 100 percent of the ones that I've done are built improperly. And in what way? The caps. It's the tops where water's getting in. They just slap the concrete or something like that? Or they slap in the mortar? Window sills. They just piece window, four window sills on the top. Really? Yeah. Mitering? I don't even think so. Just square. Uh, so basically, as soon as Mother Nature gets through the crack, it's it starts game over. It's done. Snowball effect. It gets worse and worse and worse every year. Yeah. And then, like the best is you always go up there and someone's cocked something or just slap. Because cock says everything. Right. No, it doesn't. Right. 
the cock, caulking does its exact job and it prevents water from getting in. But then when water gets in somewhere else, it just pops a brick out or... And then it's, it's just a matter of time. It might not be the next season. It might be two seasons from now, but it's eventually going to, it's going to start to deteriorate. I've seen people use shingles, like just fill gaps with shingles. Like with what? How are they securing the shingle to the like, cap? Like they'll like just build. Just glue or something? Like, they, like tar or I don't even the know. caulking. Asphalt caulking. Yeah. And they'll just like fold it up to the top of the flue on all four sides. I'm like, are you for real? Which is such a shame because I can only assume that the original chimney was built a certain way that it should have lasted. There's, they're built to last, right? Yeah. Like I do a job. You do a job. Any successful company probably does a job that you don't want to go back to. No, for going back reason. means you make less money. Right. Callbacks mean less money. That's how it works. Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah. So how did you start getting all the work? You just did one, and all of a sudden, one person so word of mouth. When I first moved up to where I am now, I actually worked for another employer that only lasted about a year. And that's um, a long time in construction time. No. Yeah. I don't know. It, it wasn't a good fit. Okay. Personality-wise? Personality, probably, yeah. Okay. So. We'll keep it at that. Yeah. <laughs> it was more of the same I was getting in the city. It was uh, not great opportunity um, on the tool time. And then it was a lot of, if I asked a question, it was, you should know this. And if I did something wrong, it was, why didn't you ask? And I'm like, well, because you yell at me when that, I ask. That ain't teaching, man. Right? So then I'm like, I'm out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, um, but anyways, in that time period on the weekends, I was running a little junk removal business because I had a pickup truck. I'm like, whatever, make a few hundred bucks. Okay. So people moving or whatever, fill up my pickup truck, hundred bucks, take it to the dump. And I keep the change sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but I met a real estate agent doing that. And she said, do you do this full time? I was like, no, just kind of like on the side, whatever. And she goes, what do you do full time? I said, well, I'm an apprentice bricklayer. She goes, really? Like a, like a chimney bricklayer and i was like i was like yeah like a chimney bricklayer <laughs> okay and then, and then i was like why do you have a chimney that needs fixed and she pointed up and it was like falling huge, apart falling apart and it was this brick i called every manufacturer every dealer in ontario couldn't find the brick but she had like 25 in her backyard enough to do hardly okay i actually had to bring it down of course to fix it okay but um i fixed her chimney for her and i was like you know what there's, I'm going to see if there's something going on here. I started advertising for it and boom, my phone lit up. Did you price it out right? The first one? Uh, probably not. I probably okay. priced it like way low because I wasn't sure. I had no yeah. clue. But now that I've talked to people, and I've been playing with my pricing the last couple of years and I'm probably going to get someone hating on me for this, but I've priced a couple a little higher than typical and I don't think I've gotten those ones. Um, and then I found that... There was someone else in my area that was also doing similar stuff and they were pricing things like half of what I was getting mine for. That's a big difference. Big difference. Yeah. And then, um, so I kind of knew that I was in the right area. And then I kind of made friends with a few clients that I've done a lot of work for or they were like GCs or whatever. And I kind of asked like, just honestly, like, am I, am I okay with this pricing? And everyone's like, you're bang on where you are now. So good to know so basically the kijiji guys out there are probably just undercutting just to get the job and those are probably guys that are slapping shingles on chimneys but they're just doing crappy work is what it is probably. and then they're probably going to fall apart after a few years but by then they're gone then i'll get the job again i built a job i i'm building a business on fixing chimneys that has exploded into residential houses and industrial now Especially up in your area, but even in the Toronto area, yeah. the, like everybody's chimney's falling oh, apart. Yeah. Eventually, you have to fix it. Yeah. You can keep on turning a blind eye to it, but you're going to have to fix it. Yeah. And if it falls down, then you're, 
royally, royally fucked. <laughs> yeah. You're, yeah, because then you got insurance. Yeah. If it damages another house. Or know, just, like, hurt somebody. A few thousand dollars to fix a chimney just turned into, like, who knows what. Mm, yeah, I know. Or hurting really. someone. Yeah. I get that all the time. I get people saying, hey, my chimney's falling apart. I keep finding pieces of brick on my barbecue, on my patio. I don't want it to hit one of the kids. I'm like, well, then you should probably fix it. You ever get clients that are asking to just lop it off and just patch it up? I've had a couple. A, like, I think, like, literally two who are, like, do it. I don't want you to rebuild it. Just do it the cheapest you can. Just slap some mortar in there. Give me their names and numbers so I can go over there and smack their head, man. Yeah. Like, this is just stupid. You don't do that, right? Yeah. Just maintain the chimney, man. It's your house. People are spending over a million dollars for these things that you live in. Here's the scenario. It's like, if you give a kid a piece of paper and just to draw a house, they always draw a chimney in that house, man. I don't care I which kid right. you are. I never are. thought about it that way. They'll always draw a chimney. So why are they drawing a chimney on that yeah. drawing? So don't knock it down. Don't be a stupid person and just knock it down because you don't want to maintain it. Mm-hmm. You never know. The next homeowner might want to use it or have I use purpose that. it. I use that all the time. Plus, it's also even future-wise, you can mechanically run certain things. If, you, if you're if you rerouting or building things, you can run liners through them. You can exactly. use that as a point, right? And a lot of times, a lot of chimneys have been converted. Like their fireplaces, they were wood burning at one yeah. point and now they're gas and the gas people just run their yeah. stuff right it's through convenient mine. yeah instead of having a big termination stainless steel thing on yeah, the side that exactly. says caution hot right you know which looks like a, a a sore or something like that it's just yeah no i mean that's why i was like give me the address i'll go over and smack his yeah. head right no i i just like there's a lot of respect in that because you have to take care now it's not like you have to ca- cautiously remove each one Mm-hmm. right remove what's really bad and and go okay this is salvageable or not and then decide if you can make it right like you said earlier like you have to probably go a course or two later mm-hmm. or lower right mm-hmm. and it doesn't really affect the building code because most of those older homes the chimneys are way above building code restrictions right yeah because there's a, re- a height restriction yeah on uh the next neighbor or the, or the existing roof line mm-hmm. or whatever it all works but they were always built a certain way that they're much higher mm-hmm. so you've got some freedom there to bring yeah. it down especially right? if you can't find the material to match yeah like you can find old yellow farmhouse brick i call them because that's all they had 150 you know what, years man ago. eric i love that yellow brick hey eh? like i as much as i love classic toronto red brick yeah i love yellow brick have man. you go on my instagram we did a rebuild this last summer this guy how far back are we talking just here? um we could do this we're recording i can yeah. go on instagram right now and look at it so what happened was there's this house in our town it was called the george house and i think it's been you know like a tavern and it's been a, a bed and breakfast the thing's like 150 years old i think it was like 1820s how far like, back am i going here now just till like june you'll see some yellow brick that we uh, did i'm looking for yellow brick here okay i'm um, passing uh just uh macho man there all right uh welcome to the future of interactive technology brought to you by brand media a leader in the digital world for 20 years Imagine a world where information is at your fingertips, where directions, details, and discoveries are just a touch away. That's the world brand media creates every day with our state-of-the-art indoor and outdoor kiosks, cutting-age AI, robots, and intuitive software solutions. Navigating large spaces has never been easier. Our wayfinding kiosks are more than just maps. They're interactive guides, helping you explore malls, commercial buildings, and sales centers with the ease and efficiency. But we don't just stop there. Brand Media specializes in creating engaging, interactive experiences for all your needs. From digital signage that captures attention to lead capture systems that drive your business forward. Our solutions are designed to inform, engage, and connect. In the real estate world, our interactive software shines, showcasing properties in sales centers with elegance and detail. Imagine immersing your clients in their future home or office space before it's even built. 
And for businesses, we offer key communication tools. Our digital signage and interactive content keep your audience informed and engaged, whether in a bustling mall or in a corporate building. 20 years of innovation, 20 years of excellence, Brand Media, where technology meets creativity. Discover more at brandmedia.com. Where is it? Where is See, it? this is the... It's this one. I can't see the reflection there then. So what oh. happened was they had a, a garage. Totally, man. Totally. Actually, it was a stable house. It wasn't even a garage because cars weren't around Look how beautiful then. that is, man. Yeah. So what happened was he tore down the old stable house, which is pretty much in his backyard. And then say he reclaimed all the brick. Actually, he paid another bricklayer in town um, to reclaim them all for him. He left seven or eight skids of these brick and he rebuilt a garage. I see the modern, garage modern construction garage. But he said, I really want it to match the house. So we we walked around the house a hundred times. We looked at all the detail, had all the corbeling coming out over the windows, all the nice archways with the different heights of brick. Um, they had... Um, they made or they had the brick with the... Um, what do you call that? The, the bevel on it? The, yeah. The I chamfer or whatever of, it's I can't called? think of the name of it right now. So that was the original? No. No, I had to make those. You, yeah, you cut them all. Made, I've seen I, that before. I made every single one of them. But look how nice that detail looks, Dude, man. It's, it's like my pride and joy. That's I, stunning, man. Honestly, I priced that job to get it. I, that was one of those jobs. I talked, you knew that you were going to do this. Because I knew I wanted to do it. Because it's a kilometer away from my house. I drive past it twice a day. I saw it and I talked to the homeowner. I was like, listen, I like I know you have other people bidding on it. And that's fine. Like, that's business. Where whatever. were you at number-wise? I think a lot lower than even the next highest guy. Really? And like I, I was comfortable on it. Like, it was a comfortable number to work with. I profited. That's a good job, man. That's yeah. a good job. But I said to him, I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'll find whatever you need to get me to do this because I, I, I want to. It's one of those, that's what I like in construction, right? I can, okay, anyone can brick a red wall. That's great. But this one is a historic piece. It had to match. I, I laid brick in 1820 or whatever year this was, right? I kept going on Facebook. And it does. Like the garage, it, it looks yeah. like it was built the same time. Yeah. That's the whole idea. Coin corners. And it's funny how the brick is what does that. Yeah. It's nothing else. Like, I mean, behind that brick is Tyvek, and you got regular sick framing behind it. The framing it. is the same, you know, not knocking carpenters, but the framing is the same on that as if you just put any brick on it or stone or whatever. But we took our time. It was like a six-week project, right? And it was like a 20 by 20 garage. It Did you make money on it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I profited, yeah. But then you also made experience on it. Correct. Right. And now my Instagram has this gorgeous piece that I can sit here and talk about. I guarantee you that you're going to get other people are going to notice and refer, sure. like refer it and go, yeah, we want that similar idea, right? For sure. A lot of old buildings around where I live. A lot of old buildings everywhere. Were you grinding all the bricks for that, that chamfer or were no, you cutting? We, we, I just cut it with a quick cut. We made a little jig. With a kick cut? Okay, right. Oh, wow. Yeah, we made a little jig and then we just made a mark on wherever it was on the top of the brick, put in the jig. Cut each one. They look nice, man. Yeah. You don't even see any saw marks or any of that. No. There was a couple, obviously, that got No, no, but it, it looks like it actually came from the factory. Yeah. That's the cool thing about it. Yeah. So Plinth, you can't tell. Plinth bricks. Pl okay, that's, that's what, what they're what called. Yeah. yeah, that's right, because they're stepping out. Yeah. So then you're actually bringing out like a plinth block. Yeah, yeah. so they're they're cor not only are those bricks corbeled out of the wall They're corbeled itself, in. And then they're corbeled back <laughs> in, but then the corners are all angled off too to create this like pointy diamond see i think the last mason that was in here i was like i miss this shit man yeah. i miss it in brickwork yeah like i want to see i remember more hearing of it. you yeah. guys talk about that like no one does that stuff anymore i and i i can't i can't swallow the fact that it's too expensive because i don't think that's really the reason why i think homeowners yeah. are not probably 
They're not aware of it. That's probably a big part of it is not being aware of it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, price maybe a little bit, but I'm, I always say, and I don't really say it directly to homeowners, but if you're going to spend a million dollars building a house, a few thousand dollars here and there, I, get, I give people this speech when they're picking fireplace stone and they're like, oh, I kind of on a budget. I'm like, I get it. But like, you're going to spend, let's say 10 grand building a fireplace is 12 really a stretch in your house to get something that you really, really want. To get Especially like your fireplace it. when you're inside and you're sitting down there. It's your focal point of the You're whole enjoying house. your your holiday get together. You're enjoying your family birthdays get together. All that mm-hmm. stuff. And now you've got, I don't know, lights a certain way. You got decorations a certain way. Your and TVs are all mounted on a fireplace now. Yes, you look at it all day, all I night. Can't stand that, man. I'm I'm against. I got a grocery list and I'm putting together stuff that I'm against, man. TVs yeah. over fireplaces gone. I'm yeah. against that. It, it's a fad and in ten or twenty years, people will look at it like we're looking at like oak cabinetry now. And you're like, oh, that's such like an 80s and 90s You'll, you'll thing. get called in to repair those bricks where the TV mount was. Yeah. And then what will happen is I'll, I'll be like, well, they don't make it anymore. I can't find a box on Marketplace. I got to do the whole thing know, probably, gonna, right? Yeah, and then we'll, might as well just change it. I got this beautiful stone here. Why don't we yeah, do this, right? Exactly. That could be a whole revenue stream right there. It might be. We'll have to find out. That's why I think a lot of homeowners got to start respecting the their homes the same way that quality crafts people are doing the work. Mm-hmm. Like everybody has a love for what they do for a reason why they do it. Mm-hmm. And we get frustrated when homeowners start looking at the project going, no, we don't want that. Get rid of the plinth brick. Get rid of this. Get rid of that. Mm-hmm. And then spend the money on the stupid appliances and wolf and all that other yeah. crap, right? Stuff you don't look at all the day, all day, all night. <sighs> Speaking like, of which, I mean, like, I don't even think wolf has a self-cleaning unit. I think someone's got to correct me if I'm wrong or like that, but you pay like $20,000 for a gas or a range and it doesn't have a self-cleaning device on it. Really? You got to do it. Well, you get the maid to do it. Yeah. I guess if you're spending that kind of money, you have an employee to do it. <laughs> I think my mom's like 1988 Kenmore stove that we had growing what up. What color? Oh, probably like white with like the, <laughs> that teal, like green, like, um, yep. you know what I'm talking about? Where all yep. the dials and stuff are. Yep. Yeah. My mom's old Kenmore probably had like a self-cleaning thing. Probably took nope. eight hours, but. And it worked. Right. Right. Exactly. You heard like all the grime just pop. Yeah. <laughs> like it was just eating away. Right. I always was fascinated by that. It's like, it's magic, man. Even though it, it just sounded like a, a nuclear bomb when you walked by it. Yeah. You're like, is this thing going to explode or something yeah. like that? I always thought when I was a kid that there was like a device inside that would like scrub it like Jetson style or something like that. Cause I'm like, how does it clean itself? And like, I didn't understand, like couldn't fathom the that it just gets uh, so hot that it <laughs> fries just everything. <laughs> I know. I know. It was the same way, yeah. but yeah, I mean, and that's why, um, I remember this, this brings up an issue. I think I brought this up before where someone did a job and I won't start mentioning names and shit like that. And they put this beautiful brickwork done. It was a good Mason mm-hmm. in Hamilton area and uh, a stupid designer wanted to just paint the brick. I hate that. And I just like brand new brick, beautifully done, beautifully laid, accent wall. No, actually, sorry, it was a fireplace. And I was like, the brick's stunning. It's beautiful. And then there was a note about it's getting painted. And I just spoke up. I said, I don't think that paint that brick should be painted. And then I just got attacked by the designer. And I was like, listen, man, it's my opinion. So shut up. Like, yeah, it's just like, for real. The, the, I don't think that you should paint it. I don't care what the, the fad. That's the current fad. I don't think a qualified mason would suggest painting masonry. Never. Like I get if it's like inside a hockey arena and it's block walls, a little bit different of a situation. But like to paint a house, it doesn't like it goes against what masonry does on your house. Like now you're stopping the water or moisture from wicking through. Talk about trends in times. How how many places? I know this happens in Toronto a lot. I can only imagine it happens up there too as well in businesses where you rediscover brick. 
And even the brickwork that was inside separating dwellings, like mm-hmm. businesses. Yeah. It was laid really well. Yeah. Like it wasn't just half-assed laid, right? Sometimes like on these historic houses, I got to beat the snot out of this brick to get it out of whatever I'm taking out. If I'm, you know, if someone wants to put a window in the side of the house and I got to cut it out, sometimes you just got to pound insane. the snot out it's of it. It's insane. It I was know. built to last. It's it was, doing its job. I always I joke with people like it's supposed to hold, right? And then I, I watch those older videos was black and whites you see the way the masons were back then and you're like you understand you get how it was built and it stays it's still here they wore suits to work yeah a hundred years ago it was a different story and they, did, they came home with not a, a drop of mortar on them they took care of themselves yeah they understood the craft right they yeah. weren't always they were just when they were working they were focusing on work yeah that's just how it was yeah. but you get a lot of people in these businesses even homeowners they rediscover this brick and they love it. And then mm-hmm. they want to leave it as an accent. Mm-hmm. And you're like going, yeah. So then why are you putting this new brick in a house and it's a new house and you're renovating it and you want to paint over it right away? Mm-hmm. If anything, I'd be looking at it trying to find a distressed looking brick. I know I get that older bricks and trying to reclaim older bricks is a very expensive material to use, mm-hmm. right? I get that. But in today's technology, we've got a lot of companies that are recreating stuff that looks pretty friggin' good. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, just do a little bit more homework. Yeah. And don't just slap a paintbrush or roller over it, man. That's that's what I was ab- upset about. Right? Of new brick? Like, why would you paint new brick? Why did you put brick there in the first place then? Because they just wanted that brick kind of feel to it, but they wanted it to be Chantilly lace. Yeah. And I'm like, this is a stupid Get a move. brick of a different color. Yeah, that's all it is. Right? Yellow brick. I love. Yeah, I always love yellow brick. Really thick sills. Uh, I hate those. You don't like the thick sills? They look nice, but have you ever tried laying one? Oh, they're fucking <laughs> difficult as fuck. The the longest one that I've ever laid yeah. was a four by six, Indiana, yeah. rough face. Yeah. Nine foot two inches or something like okay, that. Okay, we did we'll do eights. Oh, I can't get them in ten feet anymore. It was a fucking pain. Yeah. Man. It was a pain. Yeah. It was three guys. Like we had yeah. to balance oh, it. Oh yeah. And you have to carefully put it in there. And, and you not, have to make sure it's perfect the first time because I'm not doing oh, it. Oh, you again. can't do it. If it's not set right, if yeah. your mortar's not perfect balance perfect you yeah it could come out come yeah. out and do it like, again like a two and a quarter indiana sill yeah okay sometimes but the look of it though eric like yeah. it's like I, I i hated the 80s man i mm. hated subdivision 80s with two and a half inch just split concrete sills mm. that were like 30 inches long and it's like you have a window that's 32 inches you got put two pieces and you got a concrete joint and then you got caulking over it which never matched the same color mm. and i'm like this is just horrendous man it's disgusting mm. That's why I love them because they look they look right. Yeah. Now I wouldn't go to five inch because that's like really heavy, like that's that's very heavy. Mm-hmm. But they look nice as well too. Yeah, they do look nice. Yeah, I'll never knock that. I just hate laying them. <laughs> they're, yeah, because they're heavy, man. Yeah, they're heavy. They're totally heavy. I yeah. know, man. They're a pain in the ass. Yeah. And trying to get your finger in there and get your finger out. Yeah, <laughs> like the eight footers, they got to weigh a couple hundred pounds. Right, you can only have so many people holding a windowsill. It's got to go on the right angle. You need everyone working together at the exact same time. And the stress of maneuvering it on the job site and hoping that you don't crack it—that's the thing—and getting it up on a like when you're talking second floor and getting it up to the second floor scaffolding and then trying to get it maneuvering in there. The worst thing you want—it's never happened to me, but I can imagine it happens to you guys because you do it all the time, Mm -hmm. cracking it, man. That's why I can't get ten footers anymore because they crack during shipping so many times. Even um, the two and a quarter thick yeah, ones. They're still cracking? Yeah, they won't ship 10-footers anymore. At least the dealers that I work with. It kind of makes sense, man. Mm-hmm. But nobody would be using well, certain kitchen windows. It's very rare that I there's a window that's longer. You'd need than, that. So for a 10-footer, you'd 9-foot 
whatever. Because what are you doing? You're doing a reveal of what four inches or something like that on the sides, um, three to four three, inches, three, three inches. inches yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's going to be a big window mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah. What else are you focusing on? Now that you got these niches that you're working on that's re- and the word of mouth is getting out there, they keep yeah. you busy, right? So I'm trying to, I've learned that I like to build things and not just houses or whatever. So I'm trying to build a nice business here. I'm trying to, I'm like, I have two jobs, right? I have my five to nine and a nine, nine to five. Yeah. So in my nine to five, like every other contractor out there, I'm trying to hustle the emails, phone calls, find quality employees, advertise, do things like this where I can kind of hang out and, you know, promote myself. Yeah. So I'm, in, I'm really enjoying building the business. Like I know one day, 30, 40 years from now, I'll look back and I'll say like, it was a tough grind, but it was so much fun. What right. about the personal life? Because I get a lot of people reaching out to me and they're like, it's 11 o'clock, Manny. I just finished my day and I got to be back here at six tomorrow morning. And I was like, I always ask, how's your personal life? What's going on in personal yeah. life, right? You can't be totally consumed with the construction construction life. Right. That you can't, you just ignore the personal life. Right. Yeah. So I think a lot of business owners like ourselves probably get a lot of flack from the family at some times, but um, I try to not work so much at home in front of the kids. I mean, it's almost impossible, but you know, we have a kid that's, um, a second kid is coming in a couple of weeks. Congrats. Yeah. Okay. Thanks man. Yeah. So it'll be, how old is the first? She'll be four. Okay. And then our next one, the due date is our four-year-old's birthday. What'd you wait so long for? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's actually a good space. That's a great space. We either wanted two, I like if you could pick, right? I would like have twins and have it twice as hard for half the time or separate them. I wanted my first one like walking, talking, out of diapers, self, somewhat self-sufficient. So I didn't have to do like diapers with this one, diapers with that one. You say that now from what I understand about twins, man, you think that it's easy. I think it's not twice as hard. I think it's quadruples. Probably. Hard. Yeah, <laughs> definitely would be. Yeah, definitely be a lot harder. It's a lot of work regarded like being a parent at, in mm-hmm. general, just with one. Right. But all of a sudden, oh, yeah. yeah, you start factoring in. So that's cool. And a few yeah. weeks, a couple of weeks, end of March, really. So wow. Month, yeah. And you going to take a break. Uh, this winter was my break. So we kind of, I knew things were slowing down. I knew building wasn't as popular. So I told my guys in uh, September-ish, I said, hey, like, I'll try to find something, but it might be sporadic. We might have nothing for the winter. So we had a couple fireplaces to do, a little couple indoor jobs. I have one in two weeks from now. And then uh, new homes start in April. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to take the winter off. Not completely off, but really slow down, focus a lot on family. My personal goals, got back in the gym a little bit, trying to work on my fitness get myself, get my stamina back up before I totally get consumed with baby all over again. Yeah. This summer is going to be really, I know this summer is going to be tough. Yeah. It's going to be all work and, and kid contractors. It's time to empower your business with shelter tech implementation. Shelter is offering a free meeting to tackle your biggest pain points head on their goal to develop a custom company app. That's built just for you, solving your pain points, streamlining your processes, making your workday smoother. Here's the scoop. There's a $15,000 digital adoption grant available, and Shelta is an expert at helping you secure it. This isn't just funding, it's your stepping stone into a new era of digital efficiency. By your second meeting, you'll get a tailor-made company playbook, a software prototype designed with your input, project tracking, real-time budget management, and daily logs, all integrated into a single app. It's tech that works for you, not the other way around. Shelta isn't just offering tech, they're offering transformation. Join the community of 93 subcontractors who have already stepped up their game with Shelter Tech. Two meetings, countless opportunities, ready to make a move? Visit Shelta.app. Let's pave the way to smarter, tech-driven future. Shelter technology, custom tech solutions for the modern contractor. 
So as a parent, when they get old enough, mm-hmm. will you encourage them to get into trades or are you just going to leave it be and let them discover what they want to do? Encourage them to do what they want to do. Okay. If they want to be a bricklayer, like she knows she's four and she's always like, oh, daddy does bricks or you built that house. Really? Yeah. Or she's always like, daddy, do you have any cement or do you need to go get sand? Or, you know, sometimes I'll take her like on a quote and that's the best because the homeowner's the, the wife or the mother always takes the kid. Of course. She's like, it's okay. Let me play with her. I have some kids' toys downstairs or something. And then I'm, you know, talking with whoever else. But um, she's, I don't know if she's interested in it. Too early you don't know. Yeah, it's too early. It's too But soon. if she likes it, great. Yeah. And then if, if she does, then I have an opportunity to kind of coddle her and teach her myself. So I, she doesn't have to be exposed to no, no, some nonsense not. contractors out there, right? Yeah. But if she doesn't, if she wants to do something else, like last week she said she wanted to be a teacher. And the week before that, we got her this, um, like there's a tattoo shop in town that does kids tattoos just with a Sharpie okay. for charity. Okay. And so we got her a big unicorn on her leg last That's week. Cool. So yeah. now she's like all into tattoos. Like I have a bunch too, right? And so now <laughs> she's like, well, I want to be a tattoo girl. And I'm like, whatever you want. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. You just got to get her to start saying cement. Yeah. Cement. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys start teaching her all the, the, the brick lingo so she can get used to it. But that'd yep. be funny if she does grow into it, which is great. Who knows? Yeah. You know, the brick chick, Julia, she loves yeah. it. Yeah. Right. So I'm yeah. sure you guys all, you guys are tight knit, right? Everyone knows everybody. Yeah. I know right? who she is. I've chatted with her a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Yeah. She's actually great. how I found this. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I saw her posting about it. And then I was like, what? I've never heard of this before. And then I looked it up. I was like, oh shit, this is so cool. Usually everybody never hears about it. And then they find it. And they're like, this is so cool. And, yeah. like, well, I never, I, and then they start going back through the whole library. And obviously most trades go to their trades. And we've had enough brick shows, which is great. And I love yeah. the Masons. Everyone knows Recently that. too, you have all the Masons. A lot of Masons yeah. have been coming on the show. When's Tashawn coming on? Who's the Matt Tashawn, the, the Milwaukee Oh, King. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I got to <laughs> yeah. figure that one out. That's, uh, yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, yeah, he's a cool guy. That's amazing. Yeah. No, that, that, I love that you guys have that, that, that community kind of going on. Yeah. And no one's really slagging. Yeah. You know what I mean? No one's ever talking crap about you each know other. What? I was wondering if this topic would come up, and I'm kind of glad it has, because when I started business, I anticipated animosity. and like, You didn't see it? I didn't see Not the opposite. I am. I was like, okay. And like, there's it's nothing. It's your trade, you know that, right? Eh? It's and the like, trade. I don't know, like, what put that in my mind. Like, I'm not, I'm not like that. But I just expected like fierce competition, animosity, shit talking. Not with bricklayers. And I was like, and then like, I got these other guys reaching out to me, like in my area, and I'm like, yo, this guy's being friendly. Like, what, what the fuck is happening? I think there's a respect of how hard that trade yeah. is, yeah, and how hard you guys go through the winters, especially, yeah, and how challenging the summers can still be mm-hmm. that i don't think there's room to just be a dick about it you would lose so much yeah like in a, in where i am in bruce county i'm gonna say there's 10 masonry companies six of them were started within the last four years myself included and okay. when i went out i was like oh shit like now my competition doubled and those six five other companies roughly have all reached out to me at some point or commented on my stuff you know i didn't expect i expected shit talking and kind of trying to steal jobs i don't know why i just kind of did no i think there's a loyalty there's a respect between everybody that they're just like we get we get what you're going through yeah i think that's what it really is about right but i mean i'm sure that you reach out to everybody and you just spitball and just ask them questions and everyone oh yeah and i've very welcoming right very welcoming community and it's i'm kind of impressed with it but i've i've definitely learned things from having other guys work with me and Hopefully, I've done the same with other people too. It's happening. It's going to yeah. happen. I mean, no one knows everything, right? No, you never will. Always, exactly. Always Don't ever think that you're going to finish this career. And I like, I'm tapped out. I, I learned everything. 
Yeah. It's a total bullshit statement, right? Yeah. That's not the truth. Mm-hmm. Homeowners in the Toronto area compared to homeowners in your area, what's the difference between the two of them? Our area is exploding in population. Um, there's a nuclear power plant in town. Okay. And it's very similar to like OPG and Pickering. Okay. I'd say, I'm guessing, well more than 50% of our town works there. And it's all good jobs, which means what? High paying yeah. money. Everyone's spending. And people you drive down the street. Like I know people in Toronto have lots of money too. Yeah. But so we're, what's happening is we're getting people that are taking jobs up there because they're expanding. And they're people from Pickering, Darlington, uh, Ottawa, a few in Toronto area. A lot of recent graduates um, from university who are from the city who have sold their house for $2 million and they're buying a house up in our area I've heard all these for $700,000. And are mortgage free. You think for the most you part, think those are the people that I can convince to spend an extra couple of hundred bucks here on a nicer product. And they won't a lot of times. No, they still have the Toronto residue stuck on their soles of the feet. I think so. That's what it is. Yeah. They got to understand what they really truly have out there. Mm-hmm. Give them maybe a year or two. Then they'll understand yeah. it. But our area is so nice. It's attracting such a, a friendly community. Yeah. It's so nice. Like, I grew up in Scarborough. It There's a reason why my mom moved us out of there, right? And then Ajax is nice. It's not, not knocking Ajax, but there's a reason why I moved north. Like, you walk down the street, people smile and wave, hold doors for you. It's a different... It's and a it different reflects in the business that you're building. Yeah. They, they kind of want you to be that go-to person yeah. that they can make a high recommendation right. of. Right. And they're like, listen, give them a call. 15,000 people in town. Everyone knows everyone. And if you don't know that person, you know someone that does. What's your goal? How many of those homes do you want? All of them. (laughs) (laughs) No, No, you don't have the time to do all of them. But it's just nice that you can look at, like, and the word will get out. Yeah, eventually. So you'll do great work for people. And then they'll just spread the word for you. And then you'll get more projects. before You you won't even have to worry about work. Oh, yeah. I'm not worried now. And business is slowing down just as, you know. A natural progression of, of the economy right now. Yeah, which it's, is normal. Like, I'm not going to be out of work. No. It just might not be so pounded as it was the last few years. But you kind of appreciate that now that you've got something established, right? You yeah. don't mind these lulls. If I started my business this year, I probably, there would be a higher chance I'm not successful. Just because I wouldn't have that, not a guarantee, nothing's guaranteed, but wouldn't have that demand that there was over COVID. It's true. Yeah, I think it's going to be challenge. It's I I always uh, when people are telling me that they started their businesses during the COVID years, the very beginning of it, I was impressed with what they pulled off and mm-hmm. how it worked. But it kind of made sense that the ingredients were there and it worked. But I think if you're trying to take the same mindset now to do it, I don't think it's going to work. You're 100 yeah. percent right. There's yeah. a lot of businesses that didn't survive COVID that started over COVID, small businesses. But trade wise, though. Trade-wise, probably the opposite, yeah. Yeah, I think that they're, they're successful. But the question becomes, did they get a little too high on their horse and thinking, ah, this is great, perfect, we're growing. But might have. this is a different year now. Yeah, imagine like you can hire for the demand two years ago. Now what do you do with all your guys? Like I got told by a builder six months ago, I said, I was quoting a job and it was a pretty big job. Okay. And he said, you know, a lot of people are calling me, asking me for work. And I was like, okay, I get what you're saying. Like... You don't have to, you know, just just tell me that there's more people out there looking for work than there is, right? Yeah. So I know what he's saying. He's yeah. telling me that there's competition now. The first time I did I did a job for them, I didn't really have any competition, and 
I priced it appropriately and I got the job. And, and when the uh, second phase came out, um, they basically were like telling me I'd have to go cheaper to get the job. And I gave them the exact same price and I didn't get it. So, um, but you got to let like the community discover who's really the better mm-hmm. decision, right? Mm-hmm. Like let, there's, you're going to get people and I don't think you should need, I don't think you should look at it as a negative. I think you should look at it as like, here's an opportunity for me to sharpen my tools and try mm. to figure out how to build my business a little better. Exactly. I don't think look at it at, at all as a negative. I think you're better off just like competition is healthy. Yep, exactly. Leave it at that. Exactly, because my, my five to nine is sales. Yeah. Um, you know, bookkeeping, all those sorts of things. Like I have friends that work in sales that are salespeople in white collar offices working for big corporations that are in sales. I'm like, I'm in sales now too. I didn't plan on it, but I am now. How many tradespeople you think in your area are actually doing the same amount of two jobs? Not a lot. Not a lot, but... I think they're stuck on the tools. I think they focus on the skill more than the pencil, right? Yeah. I think maybe give it five years and you'll see if the guys that aren't doing that, or girls that aren't doing that, might not be still around. They're going to have a question to ask themselves, whether Mm -hmm. or not to continue trying to do this or fold up. I've met through various walks of life. I've met tradespeople who weren't successful who said, oh, I didn't save for my taxes. And then I went under my first year. I'm like, dude, like it's like grade one it's basic stuff. But like, the thing is like nobody ever thinks about it. Right. So I was always cautious about the young guys getting out and they getting started. They don't realize that you have to allocate certain funds. You have to set up. I didn't pay things. myself for almost a year. Right. Cause you were building a business. Exactly. Legitimately. Right. Exactly. So you realize that there was expenses. Those were expenses. Mm-hmm. So you have to keep on factoring that. Right. Exactly. Are you guys like up there? Is there more of an interest to be a bricklayer? Or is there more of an interest to be different trades? There's a lot of interest in getting into the trades at the power plant. Okay. Um, So using those trade skills for that. Right. So they have like a lot of, it's all union. So they're carpenters, scaffolders, pipe fitters, plumbers, electricians, mostly. They say they have bricklayers there. And I know a couple of guys that were, but I don't think they ever do any masonry there if they do it's all subcontracted in a new building right it's not like they're doing restoration on a nuclear power center it's not enough work. to have mason you're right yeah but not enough to have in-house masons no right it's call in subcontract is what it becomes right 100 so, so there's a lot of interest to go that route and i mean i totally get it these kids dads did it and their dad might have done it so they see okay i can get in my foot's already in the door i can make double or triple with all the overtime the guy down the road's going to offer me doing residential. So that's always going to be the competition in town is the union trades at the power plant. Yeah. Like I, I can never compete with that. Right. I'll never be able to hire someone and offer them the same package that they're going to get. It wouldn't work that no. way. No, not now. So where are you finding guys if you're trying to expand? Um, trying to find guys that maybe don't, aren't sure what they want to do. Kind of like, the I way was. you discovered it. Right. I discovered I was kind of offered the job. And um, like I had a co-op student last year who just kind of wanted um, to get out of class sort of thing and, and um, you know, finish his grade 12 do working rather than whatever. And I knew the parents. So I took him on and now he's involved in another trade doing something else in school. So how many months did he stay with you for the co-op? Like three months or something? Uh, well, whatever second semester would have been. So like four months, five months, I guess, okay. for school. And then I hired him on in the winter or over the summer. Summer. And he, he was good? He was fine? Yeah, I'd hire him back if he wanted to. But he went, what trade did he go into? Uh, he's doing something in welding now. 
He went to college for something, and then a month or two in, he switched. There's he a said. shortage in welders as well. Shortage everywhere, too, pretty much. Like, but there's certain ones that, yeah, there's challenging times. Mm. But. You always hear those radio ads for that welding college down in Niagara. That they're just taking people on. I guess I guess it's the same mindset with brick and all the other dirtier kind of trades that they look at it like you're going to be covered up and yeah. you're wearing a certain kind of gear. and It's not glorious, right? It's not. Give it's me not. a reason to do it. Give me a reason to be a welder. You got to love it. It expands to other things. It gives mm -hmm. you other opportunities. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of young people are not understanding that. It's not that I'm saying that you should, but don't limit yourself that if you get a trade, if you get those skill sets, mm -hmm. you could travel. Oh, yeah. Those skill sets are They're interchangeable. Yeah. yeah, 100%. Yeah. So it's like, what if you get a job and you're working on welding somewhere, some interesting project overseas or in Europe yeah. or across country? If you can weld here, you can weld there. Yeah, what it's if, the yeah. same thing. I know a guy, used to know a guy, a mechanic, that I used to take my old truck to, and he used to be a mechanic um, in the Middle East. Yeah. And he's from here, yeah. and he got offered a job to go do some work out there for some politicians in the Middle East. I'm not going to say who, <laughs> but they built some armored vehicles out there. Being paid really well. Extremely well. With all the per diem. Like, you're taking care of your accommodations, your food, your just whatever. And a lot of those places out there don't have income tax. <sighs> Introducing the new Aircool 26 RCA. The quietest, most powerful, and most durable generator with 109 amps max power on liquid propane. Equipped with the first-to-market low oil shutoff switch, it's the quietest 26 kilowatt on the market with a 56 dB at exercise. The 89% larger ceramic fiberglass insulated muffler and acoustic foam insulated inlet duct deliver the best sound quality on the market at exercise. Its larger muffler reduces back pressure by 62%, eliminating restrictions in exhaust to optimize pressures for peak performance. Its CH1006 engine with 20% higher compression ratio and variable ignition timing optimized by fuel delivers the most power in its class. It's also equipped with advanced engine tuning with an air cleaner assembly relocated directly over the carburetor, which optimizes airflow to deliver enhanced performance. When it comes to reliability, nothing beats a Kohler home generator. Get the facts and find your generator at Effect Electric Limited on IG. It's not a bad thing, man. Major, so that's yeah. If you're younger and you're not starting a family yet and you're still in your 20s and you're getting started, I'm not I'm like electrician as well too like yeah. plumbing everybody like you can there's opportunities outside oh, yeah. get the skills oh, yeah. here work here get the ethic here yep. fine-tune it mm -hmm. and then maybe travel the country do whatever you want right yeah go work on you know on the east coast or the west coast you can be an underwater welder the people you'll meet yeah and the experiences you'll have and mm -hmm. what you'll learn mm -hmm. and where that'll take you you never yep. know like you said yeah underwater welder man yeah 10 years ago when i was guarding the bricks on a job site if you said hey you're going to own your own business guarding in port elgin ontario <laughs> i'd say first start first where's port elgin ontario yeah <laughs> <laughs> and no i don't want to be a bricklayer so look at me now right no, like you I don't know. know what's going to happen life changes and you don't know so you build a brand and yeah. you enjoy it as long as exactly. you find out what you love doing as simple yeah. as that right mm. i think that a lot of like the big thing with the younger generation is that they don't really don't know that's exactly it. They just really don't know, but then mm -hmm. they're also probably being introduced to the wrong people to guide mm -hmm. them. Yeah, like there's 17 and 18-year-old kids don't know what they want to do when they're 40. Yeah. Clueless on everything. You think you know yeah. stuff, right? Same speech my dad gave me, same speech that his dad gave him, right? You think you know the whole world when you're you 18. Don't. You know 
Fuck all. No. Yeah. You still got a lot of life ahead of you and you just got to figure out what do you want to do with that? Yeah. I never wanted to move away from home. I'm three hours away from my friends and family. I have new friends and new family now, right? Yeah. But, but you got a simpler life, a quieter life. Dude, it's the best. I can imagine, man. I call it Ontario's West Coast. It's like, it, like I live like two minutes from the nicest beach in Ontario. We get sunsets on the western horizon on Lake Huron. It looks just like California, man. Mm. Everyone has a boat. You go down to the beach, you'll find someone you know with a beer. Everyone waves? Oh, yeah. So friendly. Yeah. It's the best. So you don't get that shit in Toronto? No. You get you flipping the bird. Yeah. <laughs> you get traffic. You get traffic. It's funny. Like when I first moved up there, one guy I was working with, he asked me, he goes, what do you like better, up here or in the city? And I was like, you guys that have lived, born and raised up here, you have no concept of traffic. Like you, it's true. I was like, you guys think traffic is going on an 80 road and getting stuck behind someone doing 90. I'm like, that's tra- having to pass somebody is traffic for you. You've never crawled on the 401 for an hour and a half to get home from work. Not even during rush hour, all day long nowadays. There's constant traffic on that stupid An accident highway. ruins your day. Yeah. Whatever. <sighs> traffic. And yeah. the core's even worse. Yeah. Like just getting around or even, I feel for a lot of the tradespeople that are having to service or do work in the core. Yeah. Because they're just, the longer they sit in their car, their truck, their van, whatever it is, the less money they're making. You have to take the go train down or something. What are you going to do? Bring You're, your tools on? I've and seen it. Like, Really? I've seen it on the go train guys with a lunchbox and a case of tools and a hard hat. Wow. You got to do it. Because it makes it. more sense instead of trying to fight the traffic and yep. get into the. But I guess you get the other guys that are carpooling. You get a bunch of people inside Probably. one at cab or something like yeah. that. And then everyone's got to come down and you got the tools. You, you can do that as well. But then mm-hmm. one one guy's a sucker. They're the ones that's driving. and have to stay awake and pay attention. You know, everybody else is just mouth open snoring yeah coffee in hand right jimmy's got to stop and get smokes on the way home or you know yeah, stop exactly. and get gas it's like you gotta drop three people off before you get there no i've seen it every morning sometimes i'll go to gas station you see it everyone yep. just climbs in and it's just like it's not really a good way to do things no. no it's better up there man it's the best plus i guess it's and i mean money wise financially speaking it's still fine labor like you're still charging are you charging the same amount of rates I'm not sure. I've never really quoted a job Compared in the city. To Toronto, yeah. yeah, I've never really. The know. only increase in Toronto, I guess, people are charging more is just logistic. Probably right. So they have to factor in parking tickets and just space availability, yeah. shit yeah. like that, right? I mean, like sometimes I've walked to jobs. I build. I've when I was working for somebody else, I actually bought and built my own house um, from the builder that we were contracted by, and then I lived in that house when we were building the other side of the street, and I walked to work. I would sit on my front porch till I saw the other guys show up and then it was 10 to 7 and I'd put my boots on and walk across the road. Would you do put yourself in a wheelbarrow and just wheel it over? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense, man. Yeah. There's no headache at that yeah. point. You, and if you miss anything, you just walk so, over and grab whatever. it. Some of those jobs, I only ever had one job like that in my life, which was convenient, right? But it was like, man, nah, it's never, never going to happen again. Yeah. It's one time. But you get it all the time yeah. sometimes, right? Yep. What are the negative sides then, Eric? Negative, negative just the winters. Yeah, winters. Winters are tough. Back to the tarp drapes. Yeah. Shit like that. When we nightmares. get a snowstorm, it shuts town down. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. But that's when you start taking photographs and creating postcards. Yeah. There's always a positive bit beside yeah. it. One time I took a sheet of like printer paper, like white paper, and I took a picture of that, and then I posted on my Facebook, and I said, this is what it looks like out my window right now. There was, <laughs> there was no difference. There was just pure white. I couldn't even see my truck in the driveway. Just pure white. <laughs> What's the most snow you ever seen up there? Um, so my, my 
wife, then girlfriend at the time, she moved up three years before me and I went to visit her for a weekend and I got snowed in. It was probably up to the bottom of the stop signs. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. With the snow, the last ice on the lake didn't melt till June. Yeah. A lot of ice fishing going on out there? Yeah. A lot of guys go ice fishing. Yeah. You'll see it. You'll drive to like past some of the smaller lakes or the rivers and they just have those like single person huts. They just sit in there all day, have a couple of beers probably and go ice fishing. What's the number one thing that the people up there, your clients, truly want from you as a skilled person? Is it they just want clarity? They just want understanding of what you're going to deliver? Yeah, and I try to be that person. I try not to be that contractor who's like, oh, it's going to cost X, Y, and Z. I'll be here this day. And then you take off with a deposit and, you know, take long lunches and you're never around or whatever. I try not to be or that person. Or sub it out to somebody else. 100%. Yeah. So, like, I try to be very educational. This is what I'm doing this is why I'm doing it. This is what your chimney needs. This is the right stone for your, you know, your fireplace. Try to educate. So you know what you're buying. You know, people spend good money on jobs. So if you want to spend good money on it, I want to be a good contractor. Sell your service. And, exactly. And, and you are part of that service. Mm -hmm. And how you speak to that client is part mm -hmm. of that service, right? Mm -hmm. Are you yeah. coming? Like, I mean, I, I'm just assuming that these older homes, is it lime mortar or is it still cement based mortar? Probably lime mortar. It's probably lime, right? A lot of them are like 18, 20s, Yeah, so it would have been lime, right? Yeah. And you got a supplier up there that has the same kind of stuff, or you're using... I, how does it work? We use a lot of federal white. Yeah. Because it just looks the same. Yeah. And um, reacts basically with... A lot of times we're doing like... Um, you can buy like new, basically reclaimed bricks. Yeah. So it'll react the same. I wonder if uh, people have caught on like... I guess in the movie TV business, if you could package federal white cement into the like Ziploc bags and just make it look like drugs or something. Dude, like I that. joke every time. <laughs> it, it looks like one a time, it looks like Scarface. Like one, it's just yeah. <laughs> one time, one of my guys was doing like really, really small, like th replacing like three or four brick at some guy's house that I promised him I'd do. Eventually, we got around to it, and I was out of buckets and. I had nowhere to transport this bag of federal white. So I got a big like freezer Ziploc bag and I literally <laughs> scooped it into there and I, and I Ziplocked it. And then I wrote with a Sharpie, not cocaine on it. And I'm like, if I get pulled over and they see this, like for sure it's going to get tested. They're going to totally test for it. For sure. Man. Why wouldn't you? They're not going to trust you. Yeah. Oh yeah. All that blow in my truck. Yeah. yeah that's all federal white cement. Yeah. Let me get yeah. my registration, my license. Just let me move this bag. Of yeah. Ziploc seriously. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was at the, actually at the airport one time and it, I'd worked the previous day and I got randomly tested to get like my palms, you know, they have that wand and it picked check. it up. Yeah. So the guys it, read as what it read as like black powder and, and cause, cause I had mortar like embedded in my hands basically so the guy looks at me he goes what do you do for work i was like i'm a mason he goes oh okay he goes this stuff clogs our machine all the time really is yeah. that close to reading it like i it think it just jammed the machine because it was like a substance in oh, there that it just read. And it doesn't read it right away so then it's almost like a fail safe like it just almost it just it registered that something similar was on the the wand interesting yeah so funny you say that. So I'm. I always wondered. I should probably get one of my friends. It's because federal there. right when the first time I ever opened a bag up, I yeah. was like, "What the hell is this?" Are you stuff? sure I got cement here? Yeah, like white like, cement. Like, I guess you know what. There's something there. Someone could start transporting federal white bags of. I'm not even gonna say <laughs> that on record. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah. to see if that works. I don't know, right? You never know. Cement. You know what yeah. I mean? But yeah. no, I'm not saying that someone's gonna do that. But yeah. it does look a lot. It's like identical. It. It's identical very, it's very much yeah. yeah so not that i i'm a drug dealer and yeah I've not that i know that. what cocaine looks yeah, like yeah i have no idea what cocaine looks yeah, like exactly. right so 
Um, what are you planning then for the next five, ten years, man? Are you still thinking? Because if you're doing nine to five, five to nine, yeah, obviously so, you're, you you got to be thinking years, right? Yeah. So I have other businesses that I plan on having. Um, I have a short list, and I'm sure I won't get them all, or maybe I'll get even more. Who knows? Um, masonry. I'll never give this up. I'll never not lay brick. But there's some other jobs, some other industries that I want to be involved in. Uh, in so, the trades or something completely different? Uh, I have one other one in the trades that I want to start. Okay. And then I have some other stuff. I kind of want like a franchise, just like a simple, um, you know, turnkey franchise scenario that I can have on the side. Um, Good. Yeah, that would be that'd be nice. I mean, like, you still have to work at it. I can't just turn the key and walk away, but um, be kind of on the back burner. My ultimate goal, I can't tell anybody. No, about, no, don't share it. Don't share it. But a couple people that are close to me know... And they think I'm joking when I say it, but good. But at least the wheels are spinning that you're thinking about other things, right? Yeah. And I think if you want to do something, you have to start. You have to, like anything, even a small masonry business. If I didn't reach out or quit my job and take a leap, I wouldn't have what I have now, which won't allow me to have what I have in five years and in 10 years. Did you start thinking about these other opportunities and these other ideas when you started realizing that I can't be, you know, laying brick into my 50s or 60s, right? A little bit, but I've kind of had a couple gigs in the back of my mind since I was a kid. Okay. yeah, It's good. Good for you. That yeah. I've always said you should be thinking about as much as you figured out how to get in, you should be figuring out how to get out. Yeah. And design that by by, by purpose, like you mm -hmm. have to be aware of it, right? Don't mm -hmm. that as much as we joke, we fall into construction, don't mm -hmm. just fall out of construction. Yeah. Figure out how you're exiting. Like how's right? that saying go fail to plan or plan to fail, fail to plan or something yeah, like exactly, that? Exactly, right? right? And that's exactly what happens you, to a large portion of the construction industry. Mm -hmm. It's a shame. Yeah. Because there's a lot of opportunities still there, right? Mm -hmm. But if you plan to succeed, it works the other way too. Or stay right. focused. And I'm sure that you probably sit down with your wife and then you're going to start sitting down with your kids and you're going to be like, here, daddy's thinking about this. Like, what do you guys think? And get my mind's feedback. always turning on yeah, something. Exactly, I always have an idea. My, my in-laws laugh now because I'll, I'll come over for dinner. I'll be like, okay, so we're going to do this. We're going to have this business. We're going to rent this place out and get this. And they're like, are you, that's not going to happen. I was like, it might, let's think about it. We can call it this and I'll have like a catchy name for it or something. <laughs> they're like another one. But let them, let them yeah. say that, man. Exactly. Because then when you start getting closer to it and you're like, okay, why don't you try this now? Oh, mm -hmm. now you're contributing. Mm -hmm. mm, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. No. But they see the potential there, which is always good. Yeah. Wheels need to be spinning, man. Yeah. Simple exactly. as that, man. What else you want to share? I don't know. What do you want to talk about? I don't know, man. Mason's made. Well, you haven't even talked about your, your tools. Tools. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys, what do you, what do you Rose. Running? Rose. Rose, before you even ask. That's it. I've heard so many other people just tell me Marshalltown. I work with guys. I'm the only one that I know around my area. That it's Rose. Everybody, I think, I, I, I think there's only been one Mason on the show has been Marshalltown. I think everybody's been Rose. Oh, has it been? I think okay. it's been. Maybe I, I missed I, I got to re-listen to the shows. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure when I've asked, it's been Rose. Yep. And I wrap mine like a hockey stick. So it looks, it's very Canadian of me, I think. So I, cause I found it was like slippery. Okay. Like the, it, cause your hands kind of polish the leather wrap on it, it a little bit. Yeah. It just gets kind of slippery. So I wrapped it in hockey tape. I put like, I twisted the tape up and kind of crisscrossed it and then wrapped it again. So it looks just like a hockey stick. And it, it's, it feels better. Oh yeah. 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 Should tell Rose that. No. They won't do it. You know, they wouldn't do that. They yeah, wouldn't they change their design. No, they won't do Not it. Not for me. No, they won't. They're like, you want to do it? Go ahead and do Maybe it. We'll right? a new handle. Yeah, I don't. No, the rose yeah. is a, it's a good, it's a good uh, trial. It makes yeah. a lot of sense, right? Mm -hmm. 
what other tools are there? Well, no, I guess you are you you're mixing on site, or are you doing yep. already pre mixed stuff. Uh, uh, it depends on the job. So if I do a fireplace, oh, I'll okay, usually yeah. just get pre mix. Yeah, I just do half a bag at a time in the wheelbarrow. The kid can mix it. It's convenient, man. Instead of having to get the kid to kind of yeah. figure out the ratios. Yeah. Right. And yeah. the size of the shovel, depending on how much energy they have in the morning versus the afternoon. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That shovel heap is a little different at mm-hmm. that point. So if we're only doing a, a fireplace, that's maybe 60, 80 square feet. I don't need to lug my mixer down and then I have to source sand and all that. It's a lot easier just to get some pre-mix. Quickly turn digital measurements into efficiency gains for your business. With iGUIDE, you can turn around DWG floor plans within 48 hours. Easily share project files with partners and create 3D walkthroughs for your clients. Stop struggling with inaccurate measurements, manual processes, and inefficient project planning and collaboration. Discover how you can boost productivity and cut costs with a virtual demo. Visit goiguide.com forward slash AEC to connect with an iGUIDE specialist. I noticed lately that a lot of the young Masons, they're all wearing gloves. Yeah. And and I get it because my dad's generation, nobody ever wore gloves. Right. Like they just, and they always had leather mitts for gloves, like mm-hmm. hands, right? Mm-hmm. It was just such hard skin and it was just because of all that corrosive just eating away at their skins, mm-hmm. right? Um, are you seeing more safety going on in there in the industry? Um, Aware of it at least? Maybe, yeah. Like, so I wear gloves in the wintertime for the temperature not for the job. Okay. In the summertime, I can't stand having gloves on. You can't connect with the mortar, the material. You can't. It's harder. Believe it or not, having a little knit glove on, grabbing a brick is harder than it is with your bare hand. I know. I get so hot with a glove on in the summertime. I can't do it. I just absolutely have tried. I can't do it. I'd rather just rough up my hands. But in the wintertime, it's the opposite. I can't work without them. Because you so need that little bit of warmth. I get so cold. And if yeah. I get cold, I'm miserable. And, and then I don't the, want to lay brick. The brick is absorbing that cold, too. Yeah. Right? Everything's so you, wet. Every time you touch it. Scaffolding's metal. Like, you know, who wants to pick up frozen metal to build scaffolding all day? No. Catch me with the gloves on. <laughs> How many guys you got working with you? Two right now. Okay. Yep. Okay. I had a couple more uh, previously. But... Uh, yeah, there's two of us. I got a, a young guy who started with me on the first day. How'd you find these two guys? I So when I got my first big house in contract a couple of years ago, I just I immediately went on Instagram. I was like, hiring the next person, basically, that answers this ad. So then a, a guy in town that I had done some work for texted his buddy, who was a farmer, young kid. He was He's 10 years younger than I am. He texted him. and uh, he's, he's hired farmer. That's ex- Just write that exactly. on, the, on the resume. I've told him that. I was. I, you got hired because you said farmer. Yeah. He called me and he was like, hey, I heard you're hiring. And I was like, you're a farmer? And he goes, yeah. I'm like, can you run a skid steer? He goes, I can run any machine. I was like, you're, okay. you're hired. I was like, start Monday. Street. A kid can weld. He can. Did he things. know that he had that skill set already that he was that much in demand because of that? I don't know. Probably Not didn't sure. realize it yet. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So then he, um, yeah, he's been with me ever since. And so I kind of fast tracked him because I was like, you know, I need guys laying bricks. So I was like. You're going to, you want an apprenticeship? Because, like, I'm asking you, use just to travel and start doing it. So whenever, yeah, whenever there was an opportunity for him, he's jumped on the wall. And yesterday I was laying a little bit of brick with him, and he's starting to pick it up and get pretty good and asking less questions, and I'm having to correct less things. So How many years has he been with you? Uh, well, two. Two, two full years, years now, and right? we're just starting into our third. And he just went from farming to bricking? Yeah, he's never had an, a genuine job wow. off of his own How farm. How young is he again? He's 10 years younger than me, so he's uh, 24 this year. Wow. Yeah. 
Good for him. So like his family, they have almost a thousand acres, which is a big farm. And it's him, his dad and his brother and his uncle. So, you know, I, he's taking time off to go farming, which is totally cool. Like harvest season, I know he's not laying brick. He is, you know. What are they farming? Everything. Cattle, pigs, goats, a lot of corn. Yeah, he's a beans. hard worker. Yeah, yeah everything. A, yeah. Early early morning, like. Early mornings are tough for him. He might listen to this and hear that. But. Uh, Why is it tough for him? I don't know. One time I called him a bad farmer and he got pretty pissed off. <laughs> I was like, you know, he's, he's a young kid, right? Sometimes he'll stroll in a little late. Maybe he's out too late at night. But uh, maybe he's like, it's not the bad farmer part. I think he's just maybe having society kind of rub off on him now. So he's yeah. like, I'll stay in a little bit. 15 yeah. minutes today, 15 minutes tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he liked that. And I was like, you know, you have trouble getting up in the morning. You're a pretty bad farmer. <laughs> I saw that. I saw the look in his face change. He just didn't like that. But I was like, good. I didn't want you to like it. <laughs> he probably doesn't want his dad or his uncles to ever know that someone said that or yeah. something. Yeah. He's like, you can't say that about me. Man. I think farmers might be like the proudest people. A trade, really. Yeah, it is. They're probably the proudest trade, uh-huh. and they should be. Yeah, they should be. Right. Yeah. You get rid of government and let them do what they're supposed to do, and yeah. then they'll be amazing, right? Yeah. That's what we need, and we need more of them. Yeah, oh yeah. That's talk about people disappearing there. Yeah. Talk about the land disappearing too. I don't think well. people buy a farm without experience and decide to try farming. That's not really a thing no. anymore. It can't be. No. The only way to get into farming is if your dad did it and his dad did it. It's and his a shame. Dad did you got Canada so big and you got so much land here. We have the best farmland in the world. And Ontario specifically is some of the best farmland in the whole world. And I know there's uh, Larry outside, uh, Weldell, Weldell Engineering, and they do a lot of uh, barns and mm-hmm. uh, structures for farming and stuff like that. That's all he's focusing on, right? Mm-hmm. So he sees it. He's always trying to build more. I mean, I'm sure that he could be building 10 times, 100 times more. Yep. But it's not there yet, right? It's not... Uh, He's probably going to be fighting that, I guess, mm-hmm. for now, which is a shame, right? Yeah. That's a whole other show. Like, this oh, country's yeah. just being run imp- improperly. Big time. Right? You you need to start letting, um, you need to start letting blue-collar people run this country. Because I think there would be a massive shift. I've always said, and somewhat jokingly, but I've always said that there should be a political party for just a guy on a couch. Like, there should be just a whole political party of just people. Yeah. Just a guy or a girl. Yeah. Just go get Jim. See what Jim thinks. Give him a legitimate shot. Now, some people are going to be ridiculous about it and have, you know, they're going to be ideas. ridiculous about it, Eric, about how they don't know the rules of parliament. Right. And like, maybe we need more people who don't know the rules of parliament. Mm-hmm. Maybe they know the rules of people. Right. The rules of life. Give someone, a th- just let them voice their opinions. Yeah. That's not on Facebook or, you know. It's a different landscape. We'll see what happens if it's yeah. later on this year or if it's going to be heart-wrenching to wait until next year yeah um but it's such a shame because i i i I, it it irks me when i see politicians abusing the construction industry for their platform Mm -hmm. where their handlers will show up on a job site and just get people that are dressed as construction people to be in the background Mm -hmm. standing there as if they're a supporting pillar for them right and i'm like you don't know shit about this landscape. You don't know shit about that person and what they do every single day and what's involved in their livelihood. Mm -hmm. So you don't have the right to stand here and do this. So you should go away or at least bring more of us into there so you can just shut up and listen. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's where I I think more politicians need to shut up and listen Mm -hmm. instead of speak. We're we're tired of listening to you guys. You need to listen to us now. Yep. But... 
we got taken advantage of. This country got strongly taken advantage of, which is a shame because I don't remember Canada ever being this way. Yeah. When I was a kid, when I was growing up, it was never this way, right? Yeah. And now we're just seeing it unfold and not enough Canadians are speaking up. Yeah. And then sometimes you, unfortunate thing is that you get a lot of Canadians that speak too high. Going the other way completely doesn't really work either. No, because then you just look. Silly. Now you got two people just barking at each exactly. other, right? And it's that's not how you solve any problem, right? Mm -hmm. So you can't just belittle the other side because they're already attacking us, right? Mm -hmm. And I think everybody's getting through the whole, the secret words that I'm using here and how I'm definitely defining things. But that, that that's, I really want to see less interference from the government, more allowance of the blue collar individual sharing their real thoughts about what's going on mm -hmm. in this country. Yeah, right? I'm for it, for sure. They're all struggling. Everybody's hardworking, struggling, trying to survive. And uh, we know that this nation's a great nation. Uh, we know that it has a potential to be even greater. We mm -hmm. we we're I don't know how far back we are now on the global stage. Not what we used to be. It's a laughing stock now. Yeah, it's a shame, right? I've heard of people that I know that several groups of people have said I would prefer to live in the United States. Oh, I've heard that several times. And like I love the states. The states is great if you have money. But it, there's there's a lot of things that are going on down yeah. there that are not great. No. And there's people, Canadians, that would rather live in the States than live here. Someone told me, like, I think it's yeah. 500 Canadians a month are, are moving, leaving yeah. Canada Can't for keep good. a doctor in Canada. They all go to no. the States. Well, you make more money there. Yeah. There's no headaches here, right? There's even a lot of people in the States that are moving to a different state. Like, Texas right now is booming. California is a shit show. I don't care what you slice. Everyone man. from California, all the, the rich people from California are moving off to Texas now. Texas is a place to go. Yeah. I'm sorry to say, uh, Florida is a place to go. Yeah. Um, you know, these are places that you should be considering, right? Yeah. Because nobody's going to deal with bullshit. Yeah. And they really want what's best for people. Hardworking people. Mm -hmm. That's all they really want. Yeah. Like we're tired of suits telling us what we should be doing or how should we be I acting. find it very, very seldomly does the government, if any time, do they do here, do they do anything for the people? That's the right choice for the people. No, it's always about that's what's the right government. choice for pocketbooks. Yeah, that's not the government. It's no. never been the choice. No. That's not government. No. So that's why I can't stand them dipping in our waters. No. Right? I think you should get the guy on the couch. Yeah. And get what he's thinking. Interview him genuinely, right? And the moment you try to spin it, you get out then. Then you're not allowed to ask any more questions. I would love the opportunity if a politician, when they go canvassing neighborhoods and during election time and all that, I would love the opportunity. Come on in. Sit down and have a cup of coffee. Let's talk. It's not going to happen. Probably won't. If you really want to be a politician and you really want to connect with true Canadians that are blue collar, mm -hmm. then I'm challenging you as a politician, take your suit off, put your work boots on, mm -hmm. get on the job site and spend one day with a tradesperson. Come and work with me. Pick, pick the yeah. trade. I yeah. don't give a shit. Pick the trade and get on the job site. Yeah. And you'll be treated exactly no different than everybody else. Mm -hmm. And you'll be given respect and you'll learn a lot about what's going on in this industry, mm -hmm. in this whole country. But they don't want to do that. No. They want to just chirp about it. Yeah. You're not allowed to chirp about it unless you've done it. Right. So that's why I'm like, you literally need to walk in our steps. Right. Yep. You have to. That's why I don't have much respect for them. Never. It's challenging, man, dude. Yeah. People are leaving. It's a shame because there's so much growth here. We could be building this country so big. Communities could be thriving. Like even up in your area there, it can grow for much bigger. We're one of the most rich countries yeah. resource wise. Like we have every resource, like a plethora. Self-sufficient. Yeah. 
Like we're not self-sufficient. No. Everything that we come up with gets given away. Yeah. Sands out west, given away. What did Venezuela do? Venezuela actually harnessed it, and that's why people are paying pennies for fuel down there. Mm-hmm. So it just doesn't make any sense, man. But we always get on that conversation. Yeah. I like that conversation because it involves blue-collar people building this country and every country mm-hmm. that you come. U.S. was the same thing. Mm-hmm. It was built by the hardworking individual yep. that sacrificed a lot. Yep. They left families from abroad, and they came here and took a chance, and then they worked really hard jobs like mm-hmm. extremely hard jobs that most people today won't even consider yeah they don't even re- recognize that it's a job yeah like that a lot that's of those not jobs work. are so hard that and we've advanced so far that they don't even exist anymore that's the sad thing about yeah. it but then we're going the other way which is a shame right mm-hmm. I'd, I'd love to see more more people getting into your trade more people getting into trades in general but i'd love to see more money being funneled properly to expanding this industry mm-hmm. not I, not for the media bites man. yeah i think it's going to happen i think the trades are going to make a big comeback hopefully with this next generation i think they're going to have a big swing you're going to see it they're yeah. not heavily influenced by social media and being on that device and being a celebrity they might they could be a celebrity electrician who knows that's <laughs> true right and a lot of that and there's that question where it's like i i look at it like social media now has become the dark side Mm-hmm. It's like you, you can go that way and make money. You'll make more money than, than you would as a trace person. I guarantee you will. You want to be an influencer? For sure. 100% you will be, right? But don't turn your back on the industry that you started working in. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's the, that, I think that anybody who does make it has an obligation to give back to the industry that they were in as well. You're still one of us. But if you don't want to do that, then you're no longer one of us. Mm-hmm. So you can't speak on our behalf. Yeah. We're not a stepping stone. And that's the unfortunate thing is you get in a lot of people who are like, I'll take the celebrity status. I don't care about the hard work. Mm-hmm. But you're using the hard work as your content, yeah, so to speak. Yeah, It's not fair, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Are there any rock star influence bricklayers out there? I don't know who's... I think everybody's kind of on a level playing field. I don't field. know, yeah. I mean, like, look at the guys at TMC Masonry. They're... They're Pop, rocking they're it. They're huge. They're yeah. popping off. Yeah, they're totally rocking yeah. it. They just started a podcast too. I saw that. Masons, yeah. Yeah, good yeah, for them. Which is great. Great yeah. for them, right? They yeah. see the value in having conversations and sharing that knowledge, right? Yeah, networking, I everything. would love to see every single trade keep on coming up with a podcast. Yeah. Do a plumbing one. Do electric There might one. be. You if know you, what I mean? You look, I'm not sure. Maybe. Nobody's doing a painting podcast. No? I don't think anybody's doing painting there's podcasts. A, there's an opportunity there. If there's any painters listening and you have a microphone, you want to start with a laptop. There you go. I've done a few painting shows. I mean, we yeah. can still do. I'll do a few more. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I, I totally would encourage anybody to start one because this information is out there, and the mm-hmm. next generation is listening to this. Yeah, it's so easy. To not, not to you know create a huge podcast like you have here, but everything's in here now. Yeah. It's so easy. I can start a business. I can start. I can run an advertisement. I could start a podcast with my phone. That technology didn't exist twenty years ago. You know, you had to go out and physically seek. Use the, the tool. Yeah. Don't abuse the tool. So easy right now. Yeah. You have plenty of opportunity. And that's what I like. I think you're right about the resurgence. I think that uh, what's going to happen is you're going to get a whole generation of younger tradespeople getting in, mm-hmm. really milking this properly. Yeah. Like using this to maximize, right? Like mm. completely maximize their reach, their business. Like they'll look at it like I'm getting work. I'm building a brand. Mm-hmm. I'm inviting more people into this industry. I'm growing, contributing to this industry. They're going to start seeing all the possibilities attached to that. That's mm-hmm. what's happening. Yeah. Right absolutely. now it's just like, it's a platform. And everyone's like, okay, not enough people are doing what they could be doing. Mm-hmm. 
that's how I see it right now, right? I'm I'm way beyond the years of what people sh- are should should be doing now. But we got to get past the influencers that have just ego driven. They just care mm-hmm. about their celebrity status and mm-hmm. how many likes they got today and what post made them money and yeah. you know paid partnerships and stuff like that, yeah. right? Like if you set out to be an influencer now, that's great. But what are, what percentage of people try that and are successful beyond just having a regular job, right? It's very small. It's got to be under 1%. But everyone thinks like social media in general, they probably think everybody has the ability to do this. Right. I can be a part of that. Right. I think it's a 1%. Probably. But if you walked on a job site right now with a good attitude and you were looking for a job out of high school, and how many of those kids would have a job the next day or that day? Are you looking for a sustainable and durable real wood solution to elevate your next project? Let me introduce you to the gold standard. Thermary, the world's largest and most trusted manufacturer of thermally modified wood and sauna materials. Their wood is like the superhero version of regular wood, stronger, more stable, and ready to take on whatever Mother Nature throws its way. With a wide range of thermally modified wood products from decking and cladding to sauna and statement walls, when you choose Thermary, you're not just investing in quality, you're investing in the health of our planet too. Join countless architects, designers, builders, and homeowners who have trusted Thermary to bring their vision to life. The best way to fully experience the Thermary difference is to hold the real thing in your hands. So visit their website today at www.thermaryusa.com and also find them on IG at Thermary USA. Look, you got started 12 years ago? Yeah, roughly. 20 bucks an hour, mm-hmm. right? What's the kid starting now in masonry? 20 bucks an hour. Basically. They're starting now today? Yeah. But how quickly can they get up to, like how fast are they going to grow that income? If they if they get as good as I am, I'm going to pay a full bricklayer's rate. You yeah. Know, 30, 40, whatever. So you're going to be like in your mid to late 20s making serious money. With no... No debt. No debt, unless you do something stupid. But like no college debt, right? Well, I don't think a lot of the kids realize they actually get paid to go to trade school. Like... Not, not, it's not only free. You don't only get a bonus when you're done. You are earning while you're sitting in class learning. It's like, I get if you don't like the job and you don't genuinely want to do it, then that's fine. Yeah. But I mean, like, if you're interested in the trades, do there's it. opportunity. Yeah. I talked Plus, to, there's also grants, especially right. for you guys, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Like, I talked to a couple of people. I, I, was at, um, I was at a job fair last week and I talked to several people who were like, mid to late twenties and they were like, yeah, I'm doing this and I hate it. I kind of want to go to the trades, but I think, I think it's too late. And I was like, dude, never you, I don't care if you're 40 and you want to do it. Like it doesn't matter. You can go do it. I've heard of engineers quitting and getting into the trades in their late thirties, early forties. Yeah. They just did where they weren't satisfied Mm -hmm. in the office and being on site and just doing the engineering. Mm -hmm. They wanted to actually boots on the ground. Yeah. I wish more engineers and architects would have some experience with their boots on. When you find that unicorn, yeah. let me know about it. Yep. Because uh, there's uh, the majority, the stereotype is there. Mm-hmm. I don't care what it is, right? And I know I did my rant this week about complaining about yes. uh, additional surcharges. Callbacks and all that. And uh, a lot of guys have been sending me messages about, look at this drawing, man. <laughs> look at this drawing. And I'm like, that's why I spoke up. Because it's like, it's not fair that we're being left with figuring out everything. And then we call you and then you're sending us a bill. And speaking of which, yeah, Waddell actually got back to me. He's like, why don't you GC start sending them a bill? Because you're taking time out of your day to figure out that yeah. their drawing is incorrect or incomplete. Mm-hmm. So you should be sending them a bill. Yeah. 
start doing that. Invoice them before they yep. invoice you. Yeah. Make sure your bill's a lot higher than theirs. Yeah. Then we'll call it even kind of thing, yeah. right? Honestly. It's a shame. They're getting a little too lazy at this point. And mm-hmm. I think that they, you're right. They need to be on site to see what this drawing really looks like, right? Mm-hmm. They're not even doing mock-ups. I mean, they're not even, unless they are, maybe 3D mock-up or sketch-ups or, you know. So I usually can, get just the regular drawings from a builder. But then I'd say more than 50% of the time I've, you know, asked a question or they've come to me and they said, oh, we don't really go by the drawings or... What do you go by? Faith? Yeah. yeah. They just kind of not winging it, but things change, I guess. Right. But a lot, a lot of builders now are saying, well, I can give you the drawings, but we don't really go by it. We're going to, you know, we'll put stone up to here or I'm like, it's risky. And I got to order stuff. Yeah. I got to plan. Prep. I got people to pay. So now, yeah. now I think, okay, your job's going to take, let's say two weeks. Now I get there and you've thrown the plans out the window and now it might take three weeks. Well, what about the next client who's waiting on there? Right. So Snowballs. How do you react to that? Like, how do you, do you question them? Usually at that point, I'm just like, okay, tell me what you want to do then. Okay. Why did you give me plans? Well, because they had to get issued, right? He needed a stamp permit and all that. And that was it. But now yeah. that we're here, why don't you figure out what this yeah. is going to look like, right? Yeah. Because they probably know that the inspectors not really pay attention to the brick. I've never had my work, even never. as an employee, never questions. One time I was in the union, we had an engineer come out and um there's a block job inside somewhere in mississauga and we had an engineer come out and uh, ask about where we put the rebar and stuff like that makes sense right which is a genuine question because that stuff's important and then my uh foreman was kind of joking with him he goes do you want to x-ray the wall too while you're here and the guy was like no it's fine we don't need to go that far (laughs) i'm like We'll shut down the site. We'll X-ray it. Yeah. We'll get you the photograph. Yeah. Nice eight by ten. You can put it in, put a frame, frame put it in it. your office, yeah. your cubicle, whatever it is. Yeah. It's a good thing. It's a smart ass thing to say, which yeah. is good. And I he's can. not really that out of place to say it. No. Right. No, because it's there, right? Mm-hmm. But I guess at that point, would any of the guys that were on the line, including yourself, would have photographed it at some point? I never did. I never saw anyone do that. There's not. We there's no. There's not a reason to do it. I'll photograph things now as an employer but now because the onus is on me yeah yeah, if something happens i'm not an employee who gets to go home at five i'm the employer who has to deal with it right so i like i did a little industrial job and i blocked up some old windows in a building and um he asked me if you if i put uh, wall ties in it and i said yeah and i sent him pictures of me um putting wall ties in with uh uh the ram set okay i was firing them in the box so like yeah here's your picture yes i did put wall ties in your wall Aren't they supposed to, like, they're supposed to come and site visit, no, at a certain point? Yeah, it wasn't even the inspector, it was the builder. Oh, this is the builder. Yeah. And he was asking you about that. Just asking me. He goes, did you put ties in? I was like, yeah. Where's the builder? At a cafe? I don't don't understand. Why is he on site? I don't know. It was only, like, it was like six blocks. It was a small window. If any time that you're supposed to be on site is when the bricking's going on, man, so you can see it happening, right? Exactly. Get a sense of what's going on. Plus who you hired, right? Mm-hmm. Don't you want to be a, on site every time you hire a trade and they get started? Yeah. And then during the middle and then towards the end, wouldn't yeah. that be a good idea as a builder to be there? Mm-hmm. So you get a sense of they're representing you as a brand? Mm-hmm. That's just common sense to me. It kind of makes sense, yeah. right? I don't know. Eric, what else do you want to charge uh, or, or you want to bring up before I do these uh, 12 questions, man? Oh, you want to talk about some community involvement? 
What's some that? things outside of uh, masonry. What's that? Um, I also have a charity that I run in town. Bring it up, yeah. Yeah, so it's called Berkey's Turkeys. Um, it's, uh, How long have you been doing this? The, I did it two years. Okay. So, yeah, since I started the business. I realized I have a bit of a platform now to stand on, and I can kind of speak to people and as a you know business owner, not just a regular person. And I Who can came s- up with the name? I did. I like yeah, it. It's yeah. a cool name. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. And um, so originally I was kind of using it as like an advertising standpoint and I was just kind of posting on Facebook like, okay, I'm doing well. I want to kind of help some people out. I'm going to um, donate five turkey dinners to some people in town that need it. Um, let me know if you are in need, right? And uh, I had people reach out, but I had more people reach out offering to donate financially. And so it turned in. That's from, nice. Yeah. So it turned from me the first year I was just going to do five. And then it turned into 10 really quick. And then I think the first year we did like 17 or 18 at the end of it. And then so I was like, oh shit, like not this only. This is a thing. This is a thing. I'm like, not only am I trying to kind of do a little good thing, but now I have other people jumping on board. Now it's like a, a thing. So um, I got some radio time in town last year. And I did, I don't remember, 28, maybe even closer to 30 uh, turkeys last year. So we do the whole thing. We get you like a turkey, a roasting pan. Because um, you might not have one, yeah. and we put the turkey, the stuffing, all the vegetables, um, whatever, the whole thing, and we donate it to people that need. Did so. you set up a website and everything? No, I just have a Facebook. Okay. Um, for that. So where do they f- just Berkey's? Just turkeys? Berkey's turkeys. You'll Facebook. find it on Facebook. Yeah, the display pictures. I drew, uh, you know, those hand turkeys that you do in kindergarten. Yeah, yeah. I and you color that. all different colors. Yeah, yeah. I drew one of them like years ago with my daughter, and I still had it in a, like a box somewhere. And, used and I, I pulled that out and I took a picture of them. Like that's what I'm using because <laughs> it's my work too. Right? <laughs> I love so, it, man. Yeah. So what are you expecting for next year? That it's going to double. It's going to keep. It's going to start to really grow. It might. It might. We'll see what happens. Um, and I have a grocery store in town. The local ind- independent in Port Elgin has been uh, very great to us. They have offered to kind of stay on board and they donate the whole turkey, which is like 40, 50 bucks. Are you delivering each one yourself? Or? Sometimes, yeah. Um, I've done a whole bunch. I have a couple people. Uh, what kinds of people are you meeting? Like The best. They must be grateful. Like, Dude, it's like I get you, messages from people. You love it, right? It's that, the best. That's, a, that's an amazing feeling. Yeah. Like, so we donate through the school system to keep it anonymous as well. So I have some people reach out to me that say like, hey, you know, times are tough. Can I get on the list? I'm like, yeah, 100%. And then we work with the three elementary schools in town and the principal is practically a liaison. So they they know this family's situations better than I do. So they kind of connect yeah. students. So last year I did, um, I think, three turkeys at each of the schools. So I got a message from one of the parents that night that said they, uh, I think I was a recipient of one of your turkeys. I was like, I think you were too. <laughs> but then like there's there's two, I don't want to like get too personal, but there's two kids at the high school in town okay. who live on their own. And it's like, man, our town is so, so like, I don't want to say rich, but like we have such good employers here. A lot of people are really well off and it doesn't mean everyone, right? Like there's some people that are having some real hard times out mm. there, so... It's unfortunate to hear that there's children, basically, that are on their own at 14, 15, 16. But it's, it's nice if I can help them out with a meal. Yeah. It was a little it's yeah, just a It's not much, right? No, but it's... But a, to them, it might be... Exactly. It's just that little bit of kindness, right? Mm-hmm. That someone else is watching out, mm-hmm. which is amazing that you're doing that. Mm-hmm. You're never going to stop that, right? I can't. It's just going to snowball until, yeah. it's, until it's a thing. Like, I only... I kind of... I start November 1st. And I tried to start in October this year, but it was just, it, I couldn't get it going until November. But um, it's like a full-time job too, because I'm back and forth with messaging people, getting numbers, addresses. 
So. You getting t-shirts made yet or what? No, maybe I should sell it as a fundraiser. It's an idea, it, see? I'm just saying, just sell it yeah. because, I mean, I totally would wear one. I'd, I'd buy one, pick one up off you, and then I'd wear yeah. one, and everyone would be asking, what's this all about? And then you explain the just, story. That's Eric's hand turkey. I know, it's, that's shirt. a classic, man. I yeah. love that. That's amazing. That's exactly how we all drew it in class, right? Exactly. It's yeah. brilliant, man. It's a great name. It's a yeah, wicked name. Yeah, thanks. Well, it kind of just works, right? Yeah. Sometimes things just work. Good for you to do that, man. Yeah, Honestly, thanks. that's amazing, thanks, man. Thanks, dude. Your wheels never stop spinning. No. I always got something. I'll think of something on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got a little bit of a drive, and I appreciate you taking the time yeah, to come out, man. Honestly. It's awesome. No, this is amazing. Let me uh, share the deets again before I get into the 12 questions here. Uh, Burks Brickwork, and then it's com. You can reach him at 289-200-8290, and then it's uh, Burks Brickwork at uh, gmail.com. Find him on IG, uh, Burks underscore Brick underscore Work, and then the same under Facebook, and then also Facebook, you get the Burkey's Turkeys, Berkey's right? Burkey's Turkeys as well on Facebook. I love it, man. Thanks, dude. What is your favorite construction word? Fuck. Buck? Fuck. Oh, with fuck. a capital F <laughs> and an exclamation mark. What is your least favorite tool? Uh, grinder. A little angle grinder. Yeah. The worst. Pain in the ass. Dusty. Miserable. And they always get, I don't know, it gets heavier as long as you use it. Yeah. I don't know why it, it just magically suck. gets like. You're never using them for like a nice job. It's always like repointing. It's just ugh, dusty, loud. What construction sound do you love? Oh, the mixer turning. Maybe the mixer being cleaned out at the end of the day. That's the a good one. The shovel hitting it? The hammer. Beat oh, the, the hammer. Just beat the it? snot out of it. Favorite beverage? Water. Worst and best part of construction? Best part of construction is the freedom to do what, kind of whatever I want and like endless possibilities. You can build anything you want. It's true. Yeah. It's true. And if you can't build it, you could probably, you know, a guy I could source or a girl it out. that can build I could it. have it built. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, best or sorry. Worst part of construction, shitty people. Uh, there. Shady builders. Yeah. Yeah. Just about the numbers. Yeah. Take advantage. Yeah. Favorite curse word. Fuck. What's your favorite vehicle? Any mode of transportation? Oh, Late 70s uh, Firebird, for sure. Black, gold, T-Roof? Black, black, with T-top, with the, the, you know, the back window had, had those, like, slats on it you could hardly see out of. The big gold bird on the they front. They around the side. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah the, good old, the good old Smokey and the Bandit. Yes, is exactly it. <laughs> they tried to bring that back, like, a few years before he passed. Yeah. They tried to do a modern version of it. Yeah. He's like, stop doing this, please. No. Stop doing this. You just want... We, we just want what we had. Yes. Like that goes with everything. Like Tim Hortons keeps bringing out these new things and we're like, we just want what we had 20 years ago. Like we don't want this new stuff. Just give us what we already liked. <laughs> we're simple Canadians, yeah. man. Uh, what do you miss from your childhood? What I miss from my childhood, I miss missed opportunities. Um, there are a lot of things I wish I started sooner. I mean, everyone you're aware of them now. Like you look back, and you're I like, reminisce all the time, yeah. and I'm like, oh, I should have done this. I could have done that, but I would have. You know, it's like butterfly effect. If you change one thing of your childhood, you'd be in a different spot now. You don't know, exactly. and I'm so happy with what I have now that I, I generally wouldn't change anything. But I mean, you know, like I said earlier, hindsight's twenty twenty. Missed opportunities here and there. I wish I could get some of them back. Listen, as cheesy as it may sound, it's like there's a reason why you either go through hard or happiness. Because it's leading you towards something that mm -hmm. you always wanted. Mm -hmm. So it's just, there's just nobody knows what time, how long yep. it's yep. going to take for that to happen. Mm -hmm. Simple as that. So I agree with you 100% on that. Uh, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt one day? General manager of a NHL hockey team. That's would, a good one. Would be a great job. That's a good one. Would be a great job. You can hand out turkeys from the 
Big time. <laughs> Toronto Maple Leafs turkeys. <laughs> what profession would you not like to do? You know those people that come on job sites to clean out the outhouses? Yeah. Would never honey, honey land. Yeah, honey wagon. Wouldn't want to do that. I mean, like... I, I was always nice to those guys. You have to I be. I was always nice to them. I you was always inviting them on the site, having an espresso. I yeah. was like, dude, you're a human being. Like, I yeah. can't dismiss you. I don't want to dismiss you. Just because you clean out. I always learned so much about them. I always, like, yeah. found out some great information about yeah. them. They're, they're people. Yeah. And, right. and to tell you the truth, man, like, it's like they're doing the worst job. The worst. But the yeah. much needed job on the site. Especially exactly when the, the, the site is full. Yeah. And it's a hot day or whatever. It's got to be done. Or it's a winter day and it's like a mountain of frozen. food and it's frozen. Yeah, someone has to clean that. Someone's yeah, paid to do that. So it's like a lot of respect. I'd rather them. have a phone call from the bank threatening to take my house away before I take that job. That's a I hard don't, job. It's yeah, a hard job. Yeah. Last question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at those pearly gates? It's something to the effect of everyone else. Everyone's already here. Like, welcome. Welcome. You know? everyone you, you Party's w- getting started. Everyone you want to see is already here. Let's go. <laughs> Eric, man, absolute blessed. Like, I loved that you came to the show and you took the travel. And, yeah. And you, it's been a great conversation. Thanks, Thank man, you I appreciate so much. Come it. back anytime, honestly. Yeah, I'd love to. I got to do a brick round table. That's what I got to do. Let's do it. I got to get like to. four of you guys and girls. You can get Julia. I already mentioned it to Julia. I got to get yeah. all you guys in here and we just talk brick, man. Yeah. That'd be amazing yeah. to do it. Was it your dad was a bricklayer? Yeah. 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 Bring him. No, no, he's passed. He's oh, is he? Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, He's man. passed a long time ago, yeah. right? Like uh, 25 years oh, now. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. He passed young, right? Yeah. So, but no, no, he taught me a few things, never about masonry, but he taught nope. me a lot about construction, right? Yeah. I never got a, I got a, I never got a swing of it. I've done it. Yeah. And I've had, I could feel the masons just like eating behind me, just like boring a hole in my head going, Manny, get off the line, get off the line, get off the line. <laughs> <laughs> I go, I just yeah. want to try it. I just want to say that I, those four bricks I laid, okay? I don't care yeah. if it took 10 times longer, but I laid them, right? That's, That's all I want to say. I don't want to show you the first few bricks I laid. They're hidden. You yeah. can't see them, right? I know where they are. They're in Pickering. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. That's it. We're done. We're all awesome. good. Sweet. Thanks so much, man. No problem, We're man. out of here, Angelina.